Dancer. Dandelion is back with its highly anticipated sixth season, and fans can expect some big changes. But the big question many are asking: Are you ready for the year 2000? 2000. Welcome to Dan and Welcome to Dan and Bravo, a podcast news magazine, a cultural platform that unveils the most impactful cultural moments of a single year. And the year in question, this upload is 2K Uno, also known as 2001. Too many, and we are many as well. We are the team of Dan and Bravo. I'm Dave, he's Brandon, and that one over there is Danny. Hey! <laughs> hey, if it's if it's too, if it's known by many as 2001, what is everybody else known it as? 2K1. Okay. <laughs> so, those are the options. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Or Ot1? Would you say Ot1? M M M M I. Right. M M I. If you're Roman. I love MMA. MMI. <laughs> big in the 2000s. I think this was. Yeah, it's like the this dawn. This was the breakout kind of, right? yeah. era. Yeah, decade for sure. Mimi, Mimi, MMI. Mimi, MMI. Me. MMI, the best <laughs> of the pod. Uh, it's MMI. <laughs> uh, MMI. <laughs> MMI. Oh, no, the King's Speech didn't come out yet. <laughs> oh, true. The stuttering. The stuttering king. I'm a stuttering king. No, I don't stutter. I'm not making fun of that. Stutter, good song in this era. <laughs> I, might be this year. Oh, it, this year it hits number one. It hits I number... Stutter, 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 stutter. Good song. King's Speech? King's Speech? <laughs> now, is it okay for him to Dear sing song. about a stutter if he doesn't have one? Is that appropriation? He doesn't have one. He, maybe he has a stutter. Like, Joe Biden has a stutter. The, we're only allowed to tell stories of our own experience, right? That's how it works? Yeah. Truth only. Yeah. <laughs> now, as I've said on this show before, nonfiction sucks. I like fiction. Fiction. Yeah, I like fiction. <laughs> or did I say the opposite? Maybe I said the opposite. Like, you might have said the, the yeah, fiction. I'm a thick fucker. I like thick too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dave, uh, for the listeners, Dave wasn't pointing when he did the introductions. So uh, you still have no spatial awareness of who is whom. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm presenter Brandon. I'm happy to be here in 2K uh, Uno. Big year for a lot of different things. Oh, yeah. Don't let people think it's this one thing that happened this year. It's not Ooh. true. It's 2001 things. Yeah. <laughs> we have a list of 2001 things of that are better than the thing you think about. 
totally that uh, are more important than the thing you bigger deal think about. culturally bigger deal economically bigger yeah, deal a lot, politically a lot of things had more of a cultural shift yeah. than what maybe your instinct tells you yeah honestly honest based on some of the things that i found like not 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 it's not act not accurate oh I, yeah I said that wrong like there's actually a lot of yeah, a lot Pretty of things significant happen. things. But I'm, uh, I'm presenter Danny. I'm presenter Danny. Also, something <laughs> happens so late into to the year. It's like, come on. It's basically next year, you know? Oh, you talk about something like in the same vein as the big event, like something else tragic. I know. No, no. I'm, oh. You know what I'm saying? That like if something happens like 10 months into the year, it's like. Might as well be next might year. Might as well be next year. Like. <laughs> The year's almost already done, so like, yeah, why are we like fair, fixating fair. on this one thing? <laughs> fair. I think I've actually said this to you two before, but like, when I think about the early 2000s, like, let's go through them: 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003. 2002 Three is, is actually mid. the Three is mid. Three is mid, man. Three is mid. <laughs> I thought I thought it was pretty much better than mid. Um, okay. Uh, 2002 is the year that I feel actually has the least identity because of the hangover of w what happened. Wait, which late year? In, I'm sorry. In two 2002. Yeah. Like, okay. I feel like that one has, I I'm interested to do Bravo for 2002 because like, I don't associate many things with that year. It's that blur. one seems to be like a blur and like, I don't really right. associate many things with that year. That's the September 11th year, really. It really kind of happened in 2002. Bleep that out. Bleep that out. Bleep that out. Yeah. You know, it's post 9-11, so we're just obsessed with it. Yeah, exactly. Most of the months of 2001, we don't even know it's coming, baby. <laughs> Most of them. Most of the months. The rest of them we knew it was yeah. coming. <laughs> Most of the months. Listen, this is our 2001 Dan and Bravo episode. Stay tuned for our 9-11 spectacular episode. Yeah. That's a different, that's <laughs> that actually is different. Yeah. Different we do have something coming up. <laughs> different episode um, related to that. But I said it quickly, but we were in mid-action convo a second ago. I am presenter number two, presenter Danny. Happy to be here in the Space Odyssey year. It's great. <laughs> and I'm Dave Cologne. Um, I'm kind of like that baby at the end of 2001. I'm naive, but but like full of technology. Is that what the baby at the end of 2001 is? <laughs> Filled with technology. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you need to summate any more than yeah. that. Yeah, very clear. Yeah. Uh, childlike. I'm I'm bald. I don't have much hair on me. <laughs> um, constantly nude. Are you, are you describing a, a robot or like an android, like a baby, like <laughs> filled with technology? Like, are you describing a non-human child? That baby at the end of, of 2001. But yeah, I'm presenter number three. You might know me as the voice that intros this format, Dan and Bravo, uh, podcast news magazine. And uh, I'm presenter, uh, presenter number three. I do fashion. I do celebrities. And I do Where Are They Now? Do we do that every episode? We don't have to, right? We can. Okay. We can. Brandon, what do you do? What do you do? Movies. What do you do? Food. Tech, books sometimes, and uh, Broadway sometimes. Broadway Brando. Um, On Brandway. <laughs> Brandway. That sounds like a 
like a grocery, <laughs> like a grocery chain, <laughs> grocery <laughs> Brandway, <laughs> Brandway. Uh, <laughs> um, Danny here. Uh, I do television. Not this episode, though. Fuck TV Whoa. in two thousand one. Whoa. And nothing. And like we talk about, <laughs> nothing really. Nothing important happens on television in two thousand one. <laughs> um, sports. I do the sports section. I do the toys and games segment. And uh, I do the weather as well. And the weather returns this episode. The yes. weather returns. Ooh. Didn't do it in uh, in 2000. Didn't want to, but I wanted to, this one. Love it. We should do a year without weather, like the human race. Imagine that. That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Try it. I guess that's what being in, sp- in space is, right? Is there yeah. Really- <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess yeah, that's the only guess- situation where you could argue there's no weather. Maybe right because th- does that include gravity? <laughs> like, like, are you including gravity in yeah, that? Yeah, I guess it's different from weather. Like, is a natural disaster in space like a like an asteroid? Uh, right. Um, is that weather like a little bit like a meteor shower? Like, <laughs> yeah, a Metroid shower? Oh, yeah, Me- a <laughs> meteor <laughs> Metroid shower. Is that is that weather? A like black a- hole? Is that is that weather? Wow. That's a fun idea. Anyway, uh, should we talk about 2001 in our lives? We're in seventh oh, grade. Yeah. Yep. Um, Going into eight. No. No. no, no, no six into seventh. Six, six into, into seven. Yeah. That's right. Six into seventh grade. Pretty formative time. Yeah, I, I have a lot of memories from that. That like specific time, like the end of sixth grade, through the summer to the to the beginning of seventh grade. Sure. Like school, school becomes cooler. At least we're, you know, that's where you start like switching classes, and uh, like you know, like you're not just in a home. Like sixth grade, we switch. At least for me, we switch classes too. Right. Um, but oh, seventh grade was when it became instead of like your whole class switches and you go as one class to other classrooms. Yeah. It's you leave your home, like you split up and then you integrate with other yeah. kids. This is when right. you learn that- who the dumbasses are. This is when you re- like you learn <laughs> yeah. who's a dumbass and like who's... Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. You see who's dumb. Yeah. And you find who- out it's yourself. You well, it's... Mo- you were right. the dumb one. But it's mostly just math. Like it's who's good at math and who's not. Like, right, who- right, right. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't... I mean, at least uh, in Holy Family Elementary, well, now middle school, now, at the time... Middle school. School has been uh, since shut down. Doesn't exist anymore. But at the time, it was the only time you would like separate it into what you're describing, Brandon, was because of math. Like they didn't do that for other areas. Like if you were better at mm. history, there wasn't like an advanced history yet. At least in our school, it wasn't set up like that. It was really just math. Does that? I don't know if that's the same for you guys, but. I don't know if it was split up by like levels, but I do. I I, I remember, like I, I had a science class that was split. I'd have to think about it more. It wasn't every class, that's for sure. Yeah, it wasn't every class. Right. Speaking of uh of tragedies, I I went to Krista McAuliffe High School. I mean, sorry, middle school in this mm. period. So I was familiar with tragedies. Like that was like you know school and tragedy. I was something I was learning every day. So I was I was ready for what was going to happen this year. I was in the best place to uh, deal with what happened. <laughs> that was the uh, what was it the 
Challenger explosion. The, the Dodge Challenger disaster. Yeah, of the eighty of eighty six. Chris McCall, R.I.P. Was she from New Jersey? Which is that no, why? Oh, okay. She was not. She's from like Boston area. So why did that school take liberty in naming their school after her? Yeah, like, well, <laughs> yeah, a little inappropriate. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> what, what what was the ties to Jackson, New Jersey? Like, why do they get the rights? There are, I I mean, because of one of my jobs, I know I've, there are I there are a lot of schools named that. Like I've I've seen that quite a bit on in a lot. Of, I think it's just like. I don't it's know. A teacher thing. You, it's a, it's a you teachers. Are you going to do another George Washington Elementary? Right. Like, I don't know. Switch it out. Well. <laughs> All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Why don't we switch up this part of the show by going into the weather. 2001. Good idea. Good idea. Dan, Dan, Dan. Yeah, I mean, thank you. It's great to be back. I am... Uh, it's not great to be back because, to be honest with you, because <laughs> tragic year 2001. Yeah. Not, not because of why you think it's tragic. It's because of all these horrific natural disasters and weather disasters, <laughs> as always, that I choose to cover this year. So, yeah, this episode, strap in. It's going to be very sad. Most of this episode, yeah. most of the stuff I talk about, sadness. Shadaness. <laughs> um, but I am the weather Dan. The Weather Dan, and just Weather Dan, uh, a.k.a. Precipitation. Stinson's my last name. And um, you know what? I'm just going to keep embracing uh, the Weathercock, Weathercock Tees. Weathercock Tees, please. Weathercock Tees. Yeah. So those that, um, I guess, know me personally or listen to a couple episodes of the show where it's come up, I am a dad now. So. Congrats. When you're, when, thank you. When you're... A dad, a staple of being a dad is dad, the dad joke, right? Dad jokes, yeah. big time part. So joke I came up with this week that I'm still workshopping, right? Maybe you guys can help me <laughs> with, with some execution and maybe some different ways to word this. But who is someone you can go see if your genitalia is malfunctioning, but you're also hungry? Hmm. Gyno. Gyno, uh, guy nutritionist, guys nutritionist, yeah, guy nutritionist, pretty good. The meteorologist, the meteorologist. I like that meteorologist. The meteorologist. <laughs> and the weather dance, weather related like joke. That. The only thing is, there's nothing about weather in the yeah. setup of the joke, though. That's that's a, so. That's why it's a it's a work in progress, but. The meteorologist. It's okay. Just like your child, a work in progress. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's right. She's working on becoming a reasonable person. Be, be transforming from a baby into a human. Right. <laughs> yeah, not human currently. Okay. <clears throat> what do I got She's here filled first? with technology. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is Android. <laughs> I wish she was uh, iPhone, but OS. Yeah, unfortunately, she's she's Android. She updates like a iPhone, <laughs> right? That's kind of fun. And we all do. We all will die. We have built-in obsolescence, just like Apple. Right. Yes. But here's the thing, though. Even though <laughs> she's Android, all the stuff that Apple's doing now, Android had that stuff already. Like, true. She had this stuff. 
for years. <laughs> okay, never mind. All right. So uh, let's start with um, the average temperatures in 2001 for the year in each <laughs> of our respective locations. Uh, I that, love this. It's information that's available. So we'll start with me, Chicago. Um, Shy city. Sorry, not for the year. This is a, this is specifically Tuesday, September 18th, <laughs> the day we're recording this. Okay. Tuesday, September 18th, which is the day we're recording this, in Chicago, it was a low of 62 and a high of 68. In Strong so, Branch. Okay. Go ahead, Dave. Go ahead, Dave. Is that Commentary colder or warmer than n- now, present day? Oh. Oh, man. Or is uh, it like the same? I haven't been outside. Let's see. So I usually just go by feel. Uh, let me see. <laughs> Currently in Chicago... No, it's much warmer now. Wow. Of course, dude. You see that? You, you see, see that? that? You see that? <laughs> it's only 21 um, years. Today okay. is a high of 83 and a low of 70. Today. In, in Strong Branch? In Chicago. Oh. So, talking comparatively. So, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It was low of 62, high of 68 in 2001, September 18th. Okay. Strong Branch, Long Branch, Dave's home. Uh, colder than Chicago. You wouldn't think so, but it was. Uh, it was a low of 53 and a high of 75. Whoa. Broader range. So chilly morning, 53. It's chilly. It's warmer today. High of 83, low of 64. Unreal. Unreal. Really interesting stuff. And then you have <laughs> uh, Philadelphia. On September 18th, which was a Tuesday. Probably the most important Tuesday in September of 2001. Uh, It was a low of 54 and a high of 78. So, Wow. Today, high of 85, low of 68. Much warmer right now. Not surprising. See what we did there? Long Branch and Philly, similar. Philly (laughs) a little warmer. But Chicago, cooler. Yeah, it's turning into fall, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Transitioning into fall. Yeah. And it was clear skies for all three. So, lovely day. Beautiful day. Beautiful day. <laughs> okay. So, globally, we've got global temperatures here. Glo- global temperature in 2001. This is the global average okay. uh, for the year in 2001. They were 0.92 degrees Fahrenheit above the long-term average. So, the long-term average is taken from... The year's 1880 to 2000. So the ah. global temperature in 2001 was 0. 0.92 degrees Fahrenheit above. So slightly warmer. Okay. Which places 2001 actually as the second warmest year on record. Second? Second warmest year on average. It was a hot year. So like because Whoa. it was above, the second warmest year on record. Now, I don't know Thus if that far? means of, of the time or to right. now. I'm not sure. Maybe ever. It might be, it might be ever. Wow. Mm. Second warmest year on record. The only warmer year. our data is like obsolete then. If it's actually warmer back then than it is now, <laughs> everything we said, how's warmer today, it's, 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 con- it's a conflict of interest, I'm saying. I wish you didn't yeah. bring that up. <laughs> Climate change, not real. <laughs> not real. It was hotter 20 it's years made- ago. It's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> the, new, the, the, the global elites would have you believe. 
The only warmer year was 1998, but if you remember, there was a strong El Nino, which contributed right. to higher global temperatures. When we talked about El Ninos, so Didn't forget that. Yeah. The 1880 to 2000 average combined land and ocean annual temperature is 56.9 degrees Fahrenheit. So the annually average land temperature for the same period is 47.3 degrees Fahrenheit. And the long-term annually average sea surface temperature is 60.9, nice, 60.9 uh, <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit. So 0. 0.92 above all of that is where we're okay. at in 2001, basically. So that's, that's global temperature averages. New new segment I'm working on, global. I like that. <laughs> okay. GTA. It connects all of us. So all good stuff, right? The averages, very pleasant, very, you know, nice temperatures. Yeah. Now let's go into all the terrible stuff that happens in 2001 related to weather. So it's nothing but terrible stuff from here on out. A lot of death and destruction. So 2001 Islamabad cloudburst. Haven't really talked about a cloudburst, but that's cloud a Cloudburst, wow. It's a weather phenomenon. It's basically just like excessive rain. That's a cloudburst. It's just like crazy rain. So in Islamabad, record-breaking 24 inches of rainfall which was the most rain in a 24-hour period in Pakistan in 100 years. It was the most rain in Pakistan in 100 years within one day. Damn. 10 hours of continuous downpour, 61 deaths. Whoa, yeah. from rain. Yeah, so it must have been, you know, flooding, I'm sure. It was just awful. Here's something pretty, uh, well, it's just so disrespectful to call this cool. I'm not going to say this is cool. This is awful, but it's something I didn't know about, and I just kind of read about this. This is the... Kerala red rain phenomenon. Red rain. So it's a Peter Gabriel song. Okay. So it's a real thing that happened. Tribute to that song. Tribute. Right now. Yeah. Uh, it's a blood rain event that occurred in Wayanad district region of Malabar twice in the re in its recorded history. So it's something that's happened twice, but in 2001 it happened again. For the, sorry, for the third time. The third time was in it was uh, from July 25th to September 23rd, 2001. It's heavy downpours of red-colored rain fell sporadically on the southern Indian state of Kerala, staining clothes pink. What is red rain? What is it made of? So I tried to read about it, and it's like it's kind of a guess what they think it is. Like it's they're not. I, it sounds like they're not like a hundred percent sure. But basically, it was also yellow, green, and black rain was also reported. So, it's been historically reported in Kerala a handful of times since 1896. Okay. I know what the yellow rain is. But go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so, following a light microscopy examination in 2001, mm -hmm. it was initially thought that the rains were colored by fallout from a hypothetical meteor burst. Hypothetically, hmm. they, that's what they thought originally. But a study commissioned by the government of India concluded that the rains had been colored by airborne spores from a locally prolific terrestrial green algae from the genus Trentopolia. Trentopolia. So it's it's like a naturally occurring phenomenon from this algae, which causes rain to be red color. Hmm. Sounds like something from Hellraiser. Like, it was like, yeah, yeah. scary. <laughs> like, yeah, very, very scary stuff. So that was like a real thing that happened Ominous. in wow. 2001 in India. 
Actually, that was not as sad. That was just kind of scary. I don't, it's I don't scary. know. It's scary. Yeah, yeah, freaky. Yeah, yeah. yeah just yeah. a freaky occurrence. So yeah, we'll, we'll take a break from the, from the tragedy. But now we're right back in. You have um, Tropical Storm Allison. So we're back in the U.S. now. Tropical Storm Allison. So this is Elvis a storm. Costello song. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Okay. Nothing but the hits, Danny. <laughs> Thank you. You're informing me. I'm, I'm unaware of these songs. Don't know any of these songs. Okay. Tropical storm that devastated southeast Texas in June 2001 during the Atlantic hurricane season. It's an arguable example of the, it's called the brown ocean effect. Dave, you know a lot about that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, uh, yeah, I get why it's brown. Go ahead. Allison lasted unusually long for a June storm. So remaining tropical or subtropical for 16 days. 16 days with the storm. Damn. Awful. So most of which, when the storm was overland, dumping torrential rainfall, it, uh, it developed from a tropical wave in the northern Gulf of Mexico on June 4th, struck the upper Texas coast shortly thereafter. It drifted northward through the state. It turned back to the south and re-entered the Gulf of Mexico. It continued to the east-northeast. It made landfall in Louisiana, and then it moved across the southeast U.S. and mid-Atlantic. It was the first storm since Tropical Storm Francis in 1998 to strike the northern Texas coastline. 30,000 people became homeless after the storm flooded uh, over 70,000 houses and destroyed Jesus over 2,700 Christ. homes. Downtown Houston was inundated with flooding, causing severe damage to hospitals and businesses. 23 people died in Texas. But along the whole path of the storm, $9 billion in damage and 41 deaths estimated. $9 billion. It's just like a awful summer storm. Uh, so yeah, that's tropical storm. Allison, not a good person. Allison, really bad. So there's that. Um, you have the two. Wait, that, yeah, gotta pee. Sorry, I want to hear. I don't want to. It's because of all the rain stuff. Yeah, yeah. They're all the yes. red rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta, I, I gotta dump my red rain. Hopefully, oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe get that. Maybe get that looked at. I don't. Uh, <laughs> he needs the appointment with the, uh, the meaty. Urologist. <laughs> <laughs> he does, yeah, that'd be right up his alley. You get like a get a penis check, but also you get like some, some good get some meats. meats. Some good, yeah, yeah. A deli is there. Meaty Maybe urologist. Some deli cuts. And some dick dicky cuts. <laughs> hey, do you know my some cousin Dicky cuts? <laughs> dicky cuts. You know Dicky cuts. Um, all right, Brandon's back. So now. More tragedy. Uh, the 2001 Eastern North America heat wave. So, I was talking like on average 2001, mm-hmm. hotter year. Yeah, there was a heat wave in North America. Mm. High, hu- high humidity, high temperatures led to major heat wave that overtook the major Northeast megalopolis. Sometimes, sometimes Wikipedia just what? needs to... Ne- sometimes Wikipedia needs to not like suck its own dick. Like, <laughs> using the word like, Northeast megalopolis? Come on. He's What's insane. megalopolis? I, I mean, it's just talking about, like, the northeast. Like, cities, I guess, oh. in the northeast. It overtook the major northeast megalopolis. Come on. Why say that? Megalopolis is a super city. Also known as a mega region is a group of metropolitan areas. Just say the northeast. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, anyway, temperatures in Central Park... Uh, in New York City, it reached a peak of 103 degrees Fahrenheit, so... Hot, hot child in the city. Hot child in the city. Dana Brave song. 
70s. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess that one, not, not that tragic either. So not, not that bad, but still very hot in North America in 2001. So now that's weather, you know, general weather. Now we shift into natural disaster with uh, natural disaster Danny or Dan's ass turds, right? That was right. That was, right. Natural Dan's ass turds. Because uh, okay. your ass turds are disasters. Right, disasters. Okay. Yeah. You have the 2001 <laughs> Nisqually earthquake. Nis- Nisqually. I hope I'm saying that right. N- Nisqually earthquake. Okay. So this is in the Pacific Northwest. So it was February 28th, 10.54 a.m. local time. So mm-hmm. Pacific time. Lasted nearly a minute. 6.8 magnitude. The epicenter was in the southern Puget Sound, so northwest of Olympia in the Pacific Northwest. The shock was felt. The shock. I feel shock. <laughs> was felt in Oregon, British Columbia, eastern Washington, and Idaho. Only one person died, but they claim it was of a heart attack. So just <laughs> so one person died of a heart attack. <laughs> Several hundred, several hundred were injured. I'm really trying to do better to talk about global news, especially when it comes to weather. We talk, you know, I tend to lean more Wait, towards the US. If your US. heart attacks during an earthquake, how do they know it's the heart that's like attacking? Do <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if your whole body is like moving in a weird way, how can they <laughs> know it's the heart? Yeah, I guess no way to know, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Still understand how that science works, you know. <laughs> good point. Yeah, uh, <laughs> really good point. Um, <laughs> but the worst tragedy, weather, natural disaster related, was the 2001 Gujarat earthquake. So this was the worst one globally this year. Also known as the Buj earthquake. Buj? No. B h u j. The epicenter was in Gujarat, India. 7.7 on the moment magnitude scale. It's estimated that it killed anywhere from 14 to 20,000 people. Oh, God. That's insane. Yeah. That's a real tragedy in 2001. That's a real tragedy in 2001. Okay. <laughs> we don't have to 14, but... 14 that's to 20,000 people. That's a bigger death people. count. That's like... And no one talks about that. And this kind of shit happens a lot. Like the horrific earthquakes and hurricanes yeah. and typhoons that just... Tens of thousands of people. Injured at, least an, injured at least another 167,000. God, and, the real terrorists. Yeah. And destroyed 340,000 buildings. So, uh, yeah. A lot of tragedy in 2001. Pretty brutal. But hey, you guys, hey. Wanted, you guys wanted the return of weather, Dan. <laughs> I don't know what else to talk Dan, about. Dan, I, I can't believe you failed to uh, include the January, January 10th Beachy head uh, collapse when a large piece, piece of chalk cliff at Beachy Head collapsed into the, <laughs> into the sea. I don't have any. De- I don't have a death count, but a piece, a piece of chalk cliff collapsed into the sea at Beachy Head. Where is that? I don't know. But you failed to announce it, so sounds made up. Beachy Head. Over. This sounds made up. <laughs> no, no. Sorry, not Peachy Head. Beachy Head. Beachy Head. It also on, sounds we, made up. No, we've, we've all been there. Beachy Head. Uh, but, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> Great way to start off the show, as Zach Jones pointed out to us last season. Yeah. 
Oh, did you know about January 16th when the fuel supply tanker runs aground off the island of San Cristobal, causing an ecological disaster? Hmm. A couple more uh, bonus... <laughs> bonus tragedies, yeah. Yeah. Bonus blunders? Yeah. <laughs> those, are, those are blunders. Natural <laughs> blunders. Natural blunders. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Natural uh, gas. Thank you. I hate this. I hate my job. Thank you, weather cocktees. Right, you're welcome. <laughs> um, what do you want to do next? We'll shoot on over to Brandon's with with his first segment of his choice. All right. All right. We're gonna go to Silicon Valley. We're gonna do some tech talk. Welcome to my tech talk. Um, I'm more interested in Silicon Valley. Is that you? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, right, is it really you? So I'm gonna play a commercial. There is a man <laughs> sitting like at a Brandon. laptop. No, it doesn't. Just, okay, hold on, hold on. For the listeners, <laughs> Brandon's just showing an image of the beginning of this commercial he's about to play, and all we see is a guy's forehead, and Dave said <laughs> it, it looks like Brandon. It kind of, no, his hair, like, it could be Brandon's hair. We see hair. forehead and hair. I disagree. And gl- I see glasses. I disagree. It could be Brandon. I'm not sure yet. Let's this see. Guy, Let's this, roll guy a clip. Has, this guy has hipper hair than Brandon. Not, <laughs> not better. Hipper. It's hipper. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's got more volume. Right. Um, speaking of volume, let's turn the volume up on this video. This is the first iPod commercial. Wow. Oh. He, man, is rocking out jamming out because iTunes also came out this year Whoa. so this commercial's like oh, oh here what? we go Dang. transferring music to the iPod oh now he's playing it off his pod oh it's even better sounding even better sounding yeah, that's it we get we get the gist of that um, wow. so yes this is this is a huge year we're talking about like i said before yeah actually there were a lot of really impactful things that changed the future yeah itunes and and the ipod i mean huge like so i watched the keynote speech that uh steve jobs gave when he introduced the iphone i'm not going to really i I was going to play a bit of that but it's long and it's just a lot about like comparing to stuff that was on the market um there was at the time like a a mp3 like player hard drive that you could play music on right but he kind of like glosses over it like he gives the same stats like he does like a breakdown of stats of you know how many songs per hour and the price per song blah 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 they just designed it better that that's just really what it comes down to is that you know they 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 made it fit your pocket you know a very very sleek design um which gen iPod was your first iPods? Yeah, I want to definitely want to well, talk about this. Um, my gen. <laughs> um, oh, the other thing with, with that commercial, okay. I think the listeners just heard the audio, right? I mean, it's just a guy at his desk on his MacBook. Was yeah. it a MacBook then? Um, or was it, uh, I, or was it iMac? iMac? Uh, I don't or know. I, iTop? You see him using iTunes. They're, they're playing... The, uh, what what would you call this? Like uh, Dirty Vegas type music. Remember that song about Dirty right. Vegas? Like uh, sure, yeah, loungy. But just a guy listening and, jam- and then he starts dancing. Um, it wasn't Brandon, by the way. It wasn't Brandon. 
not Brandon. But <laughs> yeah. To to address Brandon's question, Delphi, Delphi did not have original iPod. There was not a chance. No, it did not have no, original I did iPod. Not either. I, yeah, so the it, oh, first, here we go. Um, the first iPod, the one G, was the one that had the uh, the clickable buttons around the scroll wheel. The scroll wheel still was touch sensitive. Ooh. But the, there were actual tangible buttons. Okay. Um, I did not have the 1G or the 2G. The 2G is of the same design. Yeah. Um, but just I think the the probably like the hardware or the software was a little bit sleeker. My first iPod was the 3G. Yeah, but it's probably me too. Yeah, probably because I remember black and white. Yes, it was still black and white. Yeah. It did have a backlight, but so this is where the the buttons. Beca- they went to the row above the scroll wheel and they were not clickable they were touch sensitive um so everything was just by touch on oh, the 3g one now uh, now that you're pointing out the buttons above the wheel i never had that i think mine might have been 4g then My okay yeah one. that's yeah. the one where most people got in on it yeah. was the, the 4g uh, when you're saying that's 4G, the one- it's not gigabytes it's generation generation okay yeah. that's what's throwing me off okay yeah, so I had the 3G. I actually still have it. I was looking for it yesterday. I couldn't find it, but I, I do have my original one somewhere. It won't. It does does not turn on. The 4G is where now the the scroll wheel still you know touchable, but now the buttons are integrated into the scroll wheel that you could click. Um, and then after that, the photo, and then the video, and then the classic. I did have a classic. It got stolen out of a car at Six Flags. It was very upsetting. Oh. Um, and then I had an iPod Touch, so I know Dave. I know Dave. I know Dave's famous iPod. We it was actually featured on the show. It's a, is it a four G Nano or two G Nano? Um, it's some. It's either two or four. I think yeah, that's what I think it, it is. It the, I think it was the two. Oh. I don't remember. Yeah, the, that. the screen. The screen. I think it might have been four. It's like a. Oh, was it, it was a longer screen. Yeah. So I had okay. a four G Nano. Um. So yeah, this was the year that that. Uh, the iPod was introduced. Now, I do. There is a more important video that we have to watch. Okay, so this is this is a great uh, video here. This is like a promotional video about the iPod. Okay, so we're gonna watch, we're gonna listen to a little clip here. Okay, the iPod is scrolling to Moby. Oh. I've had three MP3 players, and I haven't Moby himself. Out how to use anything. And this one. I held it, and 45 seconds later, I knew how to use it. I'm having a hard time getting my head around the fact that you can transfer an album onto this in 10 seconds. Um, if I was 16 years old, I think I'd be able to deal with that a lot better. <laughs> the design is really cool. I have to say, I don't know who your product designers are, but boy, you're not paying him enough. <laughs> the big okay, so wow. Moby, Moby wow. doing a little bit of a testimonial, uh, and a and uh, speaking up for the designers. Yeah, speaking up for the designers. Okay, so there are two more artists that we're gonna hear from, and they, they, we just want to take it just a shot in the dark. Guests, maybe for fun of who is gonna be. I mean, I it, you're not gonna. <laughs> I mean, you could get it, but it's just like, you know, it, it's a fun little guess. Is, Go it, ahead. Is it? Can you just reveal? Is it an artist? Like, is it, are they artists? Yes. Okay. These are all. Can you at least give us a genre? Um, they're artists that 
we okay. have spoken Bono, about Bono, on the show. Bono, Bono, Bono. Okay, because because uh, I remember the U two is big with with uh, Apple and. Okay, I'm gonna say Ray iPod. Stevens. Ray Stevens. Ray <laughs> Stevens. Yes, Ray Stevens. All right, so here we go. The iPod is gonna f- let's see what artist the iPod is gonna is gonna select here. Smash Mouth. <laughs> wow, 2001. Doesn't Shrek. take a rocket scientist to figure this thing out, and I ain't no rocket scientist. Let me tell you, <laughs> this thing's incredible. And the nice thing is, it's super oh. simple. It's got he sucks five so buttons much. and a scroll pad. Yeah. And the scroll pad's so smooth, it's flawless. You know, you're not going to skip over something that, that you're looking for. You've got your own record store in this damn thing. <laughs> this kicks every other product's ass right here. Oh, my God. And I ain't no rocket scientist, let me tell you. <laughs> he is everything about Gen X that I fucking hate. I, like, this guy sucks. He sucks. It, the singer of Smash Mouth. Yeah. What's his name? The singer of Smash Mouth? He's not from the greatest generation. What was it? Steve Harvey? What was it? Steve Harwell, like, I think. I thought isn't he was a little that, bit older. Isn't that our <laughs> grandparents? That's that generation, It's like the right? boomers. It's like boomers' no, parents, it's old, I think. It's, it's boomers' yeah. parents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Con- confirmed his name is Steve Harvey. Okay, great. <laughs> no, the singer Steve Harwell. <laughs> See, yeah, Steve Harvey. Steve Harwell. No, Dave. He's not from the greatest generation. No, he's from, he's from Gen X. <laughs> yeah, just... But it's, yeah, loser. Moby was like almost on the verge of tears. Though he was truly moved by. Yeah, it. he was moved by. I it. liked. I liked right. that. I liked Moby's testimonial because honestly, I I could see myself doing that talking about the iPod. It's maybe the most important piece of technology, like in in my life. I mean, there's the iPhone, obviously, but well, we, yeah, we, but, yeah. But I mean, the start was this into right. which morphed into that pocket device. Like, yes, yeah, yeah like, like having it be like ultra. Yeah, this was so um, critical, like to just. Yeah, to everything I like in my formative years. This, the iPod. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so there's one more artist here. One more guess, just for fun. I'm surprised uh, no, no, no Bono, because, you know, you two had the big. Yeah, uh, me too. So maybe she got to think s- smaller. Phil? How b- nah, no way. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. Bruce? I, I don't know. No. Uh, yeah. Okay. How about uh, John Mellencamp? I can. I can John see Mellencamp. Him. Oh, okay. All right, here we go. I can see you. Like, you're an older guy. Oh. 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 Yeah, that's very, very good. Very good. Seal. That was pretty close. Do you remember what it was like when you got your first Walkman? You remember that feeling? Yeah. You, you got a first Walkman in your hand. It was like, wow. Well, I haven't picked up any MP3 player. That has made me go, wow, okay, I want to carry this wherever I go. This is the first thing that makes me feel, wow, okay. It's hard to say what the coolest aspects of it are. They're all cool. Obviously, the look of it, you know, everyone's going to want to have one of these. I'll go he, with he was right. Design. I mean, he, he, was, he was right. So Nailed it. it. Nailed it. Nailed it again. It's like uh, that clip when Bowie talking about the internet. Nailed yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. Comparable. Um. <laughs> same. Same. Yeah. Same. <laughs> same. 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 So, uh, so that's it. That's their tech, uh, tech highlight of 2001. I mean, uh, game changing. And it, it all came from, you know, it all just blossomed from there. Apple yeah. going into that portable uh device 
market and just destroying the competition. Absolutely, just like you know, the Zoom couldn't no. couldn't hang. Like, I, I knew some Zoom guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Think about this: if Zoom took <laughs> off, we would be called Zooners. <laughs> Baby wow. Zooners. Yeah, because now we're called iPodders. <laughs> yeah. No, no, because, well, the, <laughs> I, you know, the generation below us is Zoomers. So they wouldn't have been Zoomers. We would have been Zooners. Zooners. Zooner. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Sorry. Too soon. <laughs> RP Zoon. Are they still around? Also in Tech Talk on January 15th, Wikipedia, a free wiki or content encyclopedia is launched by Jimmy Wales and Larry Sanger. Huge. Yeah. I w- my favorite website. My yeah. favorite website till this day. <laughs> Wikipedia. So. Bonus I was going to do a whole Wikipedia thing. That was my first idea, but then I was like, "Oh no, iPod is what I was going to do." Yeah. It's a must. Yeah. I just had to I just had to say it because it's too important to not. <laughs> All right, one great kicking on off to uh Sorry. Yeah, right that now. was a great segment. I love that. Very important. Let's kick it over to Dan with his first segment of choice. The other thing was not of his choice. He had to do it first. Uh, right, correct. Um, Dan, Dan, Dan. Okay, so um, it's uh, Toys and Games. Toys and Games segment with Little Kid Danny. Hi. Hi. How are hey. you? Hey, guys. Hey, Little Kid Danny. Hi. Okay. <laughs> um, again... Every resource I use said this was definitely the biggest toy, biggest selling toy of the year. Do you guys know what it is? 2000. iPod. <laughs> wow. I, iPod Kitty. <laughs> uh, uh, toy? Is it another non-toy like last year? No, no, no. This is a definite toy. Okay. Um, clue that wouldn't be too obvious okay female females Polly pocket damn good, good guess no a little late on that though i mean Polly pocket pussy ah really good guess brandon um no it's the of course huge competitor to barbie brats brats uh, damn that was on the tip of my tip tip of, <laughs> tip of my tip of my dick um, yeah uh i i think i meant to say brats when i said Polly pocket okay Fair. Different though. Brad's much much larger. <laughs> so I got it. Just much I got larger. It. Like a very different thing. Um, okay. So this is the uh, one of the early the Brad's first edition commercial from two thousand one. Let's play this. Uh oh, Dave. Fashion. I remember this really well. The song. Oh yeah. It sounds like Bootylicious. It does. Totally. Don't theorize. Accessorize. Song slaps. Oh, Yasmin. We didn't say all the characters' names. I, th- I have them written down. Okay, cool. She just said it. Okay. Um, so, yeah. This was uh, Bratz. Big deal. Big deal for um, a couple of reasons, right? So, yeah. Oh, by yeah, the way, that, that commercial, it shows the different dolls, but it shows girls, like, probably our age at the time, playing with, it, like, middle school age, they looked like. Right. Playing with the dolls. So it's definitely trying to appeal to, like, well, okay, it's interesting, right? They show the slightly older girls, but they know the younger girls are going to want, want the, like, it's, 
It's like who the middle school girls want to be. These dolls represent that. <laughs> yes. Right? Like they're but, cooler. They're a little bit older. They but can it's drive competitor cars. to Barbie, so it's going to be for younger girls, but you want to show the older in the commercial because right. that's that's the whole appeal, right? You always like, you always want what like the older kids are doing. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, basically, the four original ten inch, they're ten inch dolls. May twenty first was the was the release date. Yasmin, love it. Chloe, mm-hmm. Jade, and Sasha. Yeah. Those are the four names. They featured almond shaped eyes adorned with eyeshadow <laughs> and lush and big glossy lips. Right. So it was like. It was like Barbie, but just like exaggerated, I guess is the best Mm -hmm. way to kind of like everything was like accentuated. It's really interesting. The more Um, cartoony looking. Right. Yes. It's more of a cartoon look. So what's interesting is they came out this year. They didn't really take off the first year. Like they, but over time it's exploded with the expansion. I didn't even know this. I mean, I didn't realize how big Bratz dolls are like. There's spinoffs now, including Bratz Kids, Bratz Boys, Bratz Babies, and Bratz <laughs> and Bradzillas, all ending with a Z. Uh, I don't know what Bradzilla. I mean, it's like a Godzilla like thing. Bradzillas. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. But there's something called Bradzillas, okay. and then uh-huh. a media and then a media franchise consisting of discography and adaptations into a TV series, a web series, a live action film, and saw video film. games. Yeah, um, the film is pretty good. You yeah. saw the movie, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, they got Bratitude. And then <laughs> global sales of the entire franchise grossed $2 billion by 2005. So, like, it was, it's just, like, became this massive. Damn, two bill. Like, a very successful competitor to Barbie. Like, huge. Um, and then the, the following year, the brand had about 40% of the fashion doll market. Like, they just, they really kind of took over. Guess on the original cost for Brat's doll. Mm. Mm. Thirty will, two ninety nine. I'll say it's it's cheaper Ooh. than you might think. Oh. Uh, this is a twenty five. No, it's it's between nine ninety nine and twenty two ninety nine. Whoa. Mm. Yeah, they made it. They it's a good deal. I mean, I mean, I'm and sure that's like the age group. That's the age group, like a nine year old to twenty two year old. <laughs> They're marketing to right nine ninety nine years old. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> right on the cusp of being ten. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, a perhaps. few days away. Barrett, yeah, big deal. Yeah. So moving on to the Happy Meal toy at McDonald's, I always like to talk about this. Uh, it was uh, Spy Kids. Was a uh, Dan watch it. Spoiler. <laughs> Shrek, huge movie in two thousand one. Also, how about that for a spoiler, Brandon? <laughs> There's no toys um, for Shrek that I'm uh, that I came across, but. Yeah, Spy Kids. Wow, how um, wrong are you on that? How wrong are you on that? Damn. Maybe I got the year wrong. But yeah, I'm showing uh, my co-hosts the Spy Kids uh, McDonald's toys. It's different like spy gear. That was a big deal in uh, in 2001 at McDonald's. Yeah, it just looks very stupid. Okay, and then <laughs> you have board Not games. Not interested. Not interested at all. Not Good. interested. Yeah. Um, Ooh, Risk. Risk 2210 AD. Oh, different. A spinoff? Right, like uh, a Risk? spinoff of Risk. Oh. That um, that was this year. Okay. Also, a pretty big board game. Um, Risk 2210 AD takes place in a futuristic world. Armies are known as mods or machines oh, of destruction. Right. That's right. 2210 has not happened yet. Right, correct, Dave. 
yeah. with players attempting to devastate enemy territories in a five-turn game. Like the original Risk, the new version received its own expansions and spinoffs. Ah. Was, yeah. So there was... <laughs> <laughs> really there. forward-thinking by the Risk crew. I thought they were always about, like, the Babylon people versus the Slavs and... right. You know, like that kind of people. The Goths, the Visigoths. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they did this uh, yes, futuristic spinoff, which was apparently a big deal big deal this year in deal. board games. There was a another game Ooh, called... what is this? D- Devon. 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 It's D-V-O-N-N. Um, so, basically, it's a hexagonal board, 23 white, 23 black, like these like circle... Red and three red Devon like circle pieces. The board's empty. You place the pieces on empty spaces of the board. Um, I'm not going to just read this whole thing, but yeah, this is kind of the uh, the deal. I'm showing you guys pictures of what they look like. Ooh, they look, they look tasty for real. Look like donuts. <laughs> they're like, they do they're look like, like marble. Like, yeah, they're like, like marble disc so donuts. Like, yeah, Flat donuts. Yeah. It's probably a pretty boring. This looks like a game. This definitely looks like a game that I'd be really into. Right? Yeah, I was Devon, actually thought yeah. of you, Brandon, with this. Yeah. So <laughs> this is Devon. I've um, been recently learning how to play like Reversi or Othello, whatever, and that like it looks like that basically. Awesome. Yeah, I would probably lo- love a game like this too. Okay, so yeah, that's uh, toys, board games. But let's shift into the real reason why everyone's here. It's video games. Video games. Video. Video. Oh, big years. Video G's. I said last year was a big year. This year, even bigger. <laughs> even bigger. Uh, yeah. <laughs> humongous year for video games for a number of reasons, but there's two main reasons, I would say. You have the launch of two major next-generation consoles this year. We talked about PS2 last year, 2000. Yeah. Competition's ready. They enter the market this year, 2001, to compete with PS2. It's Microsoft's Xbox and Nintendo GameCube, both this year. Huge. Box and the Cube. Box and the Cube. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, This clip I found is so fantastic that I'm really excited to share with you guys. So this is the 2001 Xbox console reveal um, with Bill Gates, (laughs) but also Melinda Gates. The Rock, but also the, oh, rock. the Rock. Oh, whoa! Yeah. So I'm gonna. This whole thing is great. It's like six minutes long. So I'm just gonna play, uh, like the last like minute and a half or so. Day isn't about me, Rock. It's about the future of video games. Bill Gates, you never cease to amaze the Rock. <laughs> never cease to amaze the Rock. You're right again. Today isn't about you. It's about the new Xbox. And quite frankly, I couldn't be more excited. The Xbox is everything The Rock is. Cutting edge, powerful, exhilarating, (laughs) and like The Rock, it will be the most electrifying thing coming out this year. And what The Rock is to sports entertainment, to the WWF, the Xbox will be to the video game industry, a breakthrough and certainly an original. I mean, The Rock doesn't impress easily, Bill, you know that, but I'm pretty damn impressed with what we're seeing here today. And considering that this Xbox at this moment is only running on one-fifth of the system's power, it's very impressive. Uh, Bill, do you have any idea what The Rock would be like if he were only running on one-fifth of his power? Well, I I would think that... It doesn't matter what you think, Bill. Awesome. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Bill. It's it's just a force of habit. Rock apologize. <laughs> so good. <laughs> no, the rock, even at one fifth of its power, would still blow everybody out of the water, just like the Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> it is truly the future of video games, and I'm very excited to simply be a part of it. If you smell what the rock is cooking. Wow. Thank you. He's so nice there. Yeah. The song, they play the rock song. Yeah. The rock says. <laughs> he had more charisma in that clip than like the last 14 <laughs> movies he's made. It's, uh, it's kind of true. He did look like he was like running on one fifth of his power. He was like pretty like reserved, <laughs> restrained. Yeah. Well, now he's only running at even less than that. One tenth. So. Okay. This is just like one of many examples of like Xbox, Microsoft kind of nailing it. Whereas I watched the launch of Nintendo GameCube and it's so much nerdier and more boring than that. Who they got? It's so boring. Like it's it's at E three is like a big okay. thing. Yeah, right. And E3. I watched that with the launch of GameCube, and there's nobody famous there. It's well, it's just you know the head of Nintendo. <sighs> I, mean, I mean, those those guys Fucking are famous, yuck. but like, but like, it's just like they're just showing clips from. Um, like uh, so, like the um, like Super Smash Brothers Melee, which is like the big launch game for for Nintendo mm-hmm. GameCube, and it's just like nerds going, "Oh my god, oh yeah!" Like like this, <laughs> like it's just like it's <laughs> it's kind of funny. Maybe I should like, but like it's just not like that was just like a clearly a, the marketing approach. It, it just seemed like a lot better with Xbox and. Um, well, I mean, they're like it's always there's different markets though too. Uh, yes, like, like yes. You remember, like, up until really recently, Nintendo was never in the third party market. Like Nintendo was just about Nintendo games. Like, like you know, they're not trying to do what PlayStation and Xbox do. So it is definitely a different thing. Did you have an Xbox? I had an Xbox. Uh, no. no, so I mean. Once PS2 came out, I I did not purchase any more consoles. It, like I it ended my gaming years. It's I really pivoted to just watching a lot more TV and movies. Really, I really just stopped gaming. Because yeah, I never owned yeah. a PlayStation. I had an Xbox at my desk, but I only ever had two games ever, and I only ever played two games on it: All Star Baseball 2001 and James Bond Nightfire, um, <laughs> which is a great game. I played the shit out of that. Dave, did you have did you have you had PS2, Dave? Was big into PS2. Yeah. I think it was the best system uh game-wise. I feel like and, uh most people our age would agree with of the 3. I think people probably were most into PS2 probably. Yeah. The only thing is is Halo is such Yeah, the Halo was Xbox. the one thing that Microsoft Th- had. That's what Xbox had. Yeah, Xbox, I mean, uh, I was, was going which I was going to talk about, but I had a GameCube. Thing, yeah. though. I did have a GameCube. I had a PS2. Oh, cool! I had Microsoft on my computer. <laughs> okay, how about that? Windows. <laughs> um, <laughs> really cool. <laughs> the uh, but the other launch this year that I don't want uh, anybody, don't you guys, to forget is Game Boy Advance was also this year. Oh, Advance. Mm. Game Boy Advance was, was a big deal, right? So What's this not safe for work sports picks you got on the right? <laughs> this ad? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. It's an ad. It says... Un- <laughs> it says... It says... <laughs> it says uncensored sports photos, mature audiences only. <laughs> Advertise on YouTube. Uh, insane. Wow. Well... Okay. <laughs> for Nintendo Game Boy. Okay, yeah. So uh, this is the 
original like commercial for Nintendo Game Boy Advance, also in 2001. It's really intense. They showed like a Vietnam thing just now, but then they're in her hair. It's a wild commercial. More wrestlers. So they're in a church. <laughs> It said Sunday morning advanced. Yeah, so the whole thing is, yeah, there's this kid at the end who's playing his Game Boy Advance during church, but this church is, like, insane. It looked kind of sick. Well, it becomes (laughs) insane because he plays the advanced, right? Yeah. Is that what it is? I guess. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I wish I had that for for church. (laughs) But, yeah, it started with them showing, like like, a... like a Vietnam scene, like a, like a Vietnam War, <laughs> yeah, but then they right. zoomed out and it was inside a woman's hair in the church. Yeah. <laughs> Very bizarre yeah. commercial, like so many from this time are. Okay, so yeah, I wanted to go through just notable video game releases. You guys mentioned Halo, Combat Evolved for Xbox. That was the highest rated game of the year on Metacritic and, uh, and game rankings, huge. You have Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty for PS2. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Gran Turismo 3, A-Spec, for, uh, also for PS2. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 for PS2 and GameCube. Final Fantasy 10 for PS2. Ah, love it. Um, Beat it. Yeah? <laughs> 10 was big. Um, Super Smash Bros. Melee, which I mentioned for GameCube, that was like their big sort of game mm-hmm. launch when, when, when the console launched, Super Smash Bros. Melee. Uh, Twisted Metal Black for PS2. Too scary. Um, uh, oh, oh, did you guys see the dude the Twisted Metal movie with? Um, oh, are they? What's his name? Uh, with uh, Mitch. Uh, Mitch, yeah. From Doughboys. Oh, Mike is Mitchell. he in it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's a show, isn't it? A show? Oh, I'm or sorry. I, no, I think it's a show. Yeah, you're right. I think it's a that's, show. Yeah. Uh, check that out. That's gonna be terrible. I found out this was already a brow- internet browser game, but for PC, Bejeweled came out this year, which is huge. Huge. I mean, really? it's everywhere. Yeah. Is that Bejeweled. early? Bejeweled for PC came out. It was already a browser game. Um, you know, Java game. It's, you know, hugely popular mobile game. I feel like when I used to commute on the train in New York, that's a game I would always see people playing on their phones. Bejeweled. It's yeah. the same can- same thing as like Candy Crush. It's that model of yeah. game where it's just... Right. right. would always see this. Um, Mindless matching. The highest selling games continue to be Pokemon Gold, Silver, and Crystal. They continue Boring. to just dominate sales. Boring. Um, but we need some fresh blood. I, and we do get fresh blood because Whoa. those aren't the highest, they're the highest selling games of the year, but they're not the highest selling new game of the year. This Dave is the I highest selling. Yeah, yeah. I think you, you got to know what it is, right? Yeah. It's Grand Theft Auto three is, uh, is this Claw. year for, for PS2. I, I, again, didn't have a PS2, didn't play this. I remember this commercial so well. This was, a, this was, commercial was everywhere. I remember this commercial really well. Oh, yeah. For me, you will be a made man. <laughs> Anything you want. 
Experience has taught me that a man like you can be very loyal for the right price. Wow. Incredible beautiful. Man. Beautiful. I forgot about the commercial, but I totally remember it. Yeah. It's Grand Theft Auto it's 3 like, in stores now. It's one of the things that kind of like breaks my brain when you think about it of like how our collective consciousness accepts the growth of technology. Like when we all saw that, like it like oh like it looks so good. Yeah. Yeah. And nothing about it has changed and it like looks so outdated and like blocky. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's not like we watch it. We're like, oh yeah, like it's still pretty blocky, but it's gonna get better one day. You know what I mean? It's like, how could it get better than that? Like, it's we like no, uh, we have no, we have no, no like, even, like at that point, we have no imagination. Yeah, yeah we have yeah. no imagination of what it's gonna be, and like, it, it, it's a really bizarre thing to think about. Right, of, like totally. At the, at the time, it looks so amazing, and now it looks like kind of blocky. Yeah. Oh yeah, at the time, yeah, it was like, yeah, it looked awesome. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Is at the at at the time, it like looked. I, the reaction is not like, oh, I can't believe we still have these blocky graphics. When is it going to look realistic? Like, you know what I mean? Like that right. was not the sentiment, and it's just it's you're weird. fucking up his sentiment, Dan. <laughs> Stop <laughs> skewering it. Um, you know what had a similar commercial that made me like really want to play the game was uh, Final Fantasy VII. If you guys remember that, the guy on the motorcycle had a very cinematic. Very similar um, commercial. Okay. Because this, this threw me in because there was like a story. I was like, whoa, what is this story? Like, Yeah, it's like mafia. <laughs> going on in this game, there's like a mafia thing. Yeah. It's good marketing. Is that it? Yeah, that's, uh, that's Toys cool. and Games with, uh, with little kid Danny. Um, big stuff. Xbox, GameCube, GTA. Were you a little kid playing GTA 3? It's, I remember that, that was kind of exciting. Like being like a kid playing that game because it's so fucked up right it's very adult very adult all right all right fashion your seat belts (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah a little bit of fast fashion and furious since it's 2001 here Mm. are the biggest fashion moments of 2k uno you know uh, and first up, we have. By the way, I'm I'm Dave Cologne, one of the three presenters, and I do fashion. Uh, and if you go to our Instagram page at Dave and Brave Presents, you can see visual representations of my fashion news items this year. Okay, the first thing up here is the low-rise jeans, the biggest fashion moment of 2001. The first one has to be the low. Rise Jean. And specifically, this is the year where the lows the low rise jeans style frequently revealed the thong or G string underneath. As you see, uh, when the wearer sits down or bends forward, sometimes tail cleavage is visible and viable. Uh, <laughs> when a thong is exposed above a pair of low rise jeans on the back, it's commonly referred to as Brandon? Whale tail? Whale tail. Whale tail. Due to its somewhat similar shape. When boxers, however, uh, become visible, this is known as sagging. Uh, Because underwear was no longer always hidden, more men and women choose 
their underwear to function with their low-rise jeans. So it's, it's part of the look. Mm-hmm. They know they're being exposed. It's a little splash of color. Yeah. It's like an accessory. So I, I think people are probably like more um, aware of the underwear they're they're purchasing. Yeah, as a kid, it was always nice to see some whale tail. But I uh, secretly always was hoping to see that blowhole underneath. <laughs> <laughs> So that's the that was <laughs> biggest fashion moment of 2K1, number one. The second one is this classic getup. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. Who could forget this? Brittany and Justin attend the 2001 American Music Awards in head-to-toe denim. Uh, yeah, they went there. Blue Jean Davy approved. Uh, and this, this outfit... It was recreated by Katy Perry, Katy Perry, Katy, Katy Perry, and Rothing. What's his name? Years later, <laughs> the VMAs. Wait, wait, what? I don't know who <laughs> you're talking name? about. Um, uh, not Ray's. Uh, who's like the white uh, rapper? Yeah, 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 with yeah, the, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Um, I can't think of. I for some reason I want to say his name is Rothing, but I know it's not. No, no, that's not anybody. <laughs> Rothing. <laughs> no, no, it's like. Um, it, uh, G, not G Easy. It's like, oh, man, it's something like Keep that, thinking. isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, some of it are rough, rough, rough. Oh, riff, yeah, riff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Riff raff, riff raff, riff raff. Yeah. So they did that as a as a tribute to <laughs> Raw <Justin> thing. and Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> and this was like the height of Brittany and Justin's romance. It was just about to explode. Yeah. Implode Ooh. on itself, but this is like when they were still like the the it couple of the year and marketing themselves as virgins. Oh right, two virgins like in denim. Den- den- yeah, yeah, like they're yeah. publicly virgins. But was yeah. that there? I, for some reason, I thought that was Jessica Simpson. Pro- uh, well, she, no, well, she was she was a virgin until marriage, but she got married pretty young. But okay. yeah, Britney Spears was definitely like. They she were said both, she was a yeah. virgin. Yeah, that but was a it, thing. Okay. And it was a, such a big deal yeah. that she would be a virgin or not be a virgin. But like years later, I think they both were like, nah, it's just made up. Like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ex-Tina famously did Genie in the Bottle. Well, Brit had a one-upper by doing Genies on the Body All. So Ka-ch- they were rivals okay. in the time period. <laughs> yeah. Genies on the Body All. <laughs> <laughs> Rivals uh, that that come together. I don't think it was this year, though. They come together? Oh, in, in a few years, right? Or like maybe Within next the next year? couple of years, they, in a big moment. Oh, they come together in a big way. Yeah. Madonna, <laughs> also. And then we got to talk about this moment. Bjork. Bjork. Come on. Mm-hmm. When Bjork has the gall to come to the 2001's Oscars, draped in her now famous swan dress... And everyone freaking loves it. Not. <laughs> is, is it a real swan? I don't think it's a real swan. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I know it looks hyper realistic, but I don't think it's real. <laughs> paper mache. It looks like paper mache. Yeah, it's a cool outfit. Honestly, it's cool. It's kind of sick. Yeah. People are like, "What? She can't be doing. She's going to this event, dressed like this. Like people couldn't fathom it." Right. You know, Greenland is famously all icy, right? And Iceland is all green. Mm-hmm. 
you know, famously. I think Bjork, who is from Iceland, was pretty green as a naive, thinking uh, this one would be a hit with these people. <laughs> Come on. That's pretty green. Speaking of green, you know what makes a lot of green? Brandon knows it. Film. Fashion and film is a big thing, too. And I think the biggest fashion and film moment had to come from this character. Oh, sorry. I, did I? <laughs> oh, no. I think I. Uh huh. <laughs> okay, I forgot to put it in. <laughs> I forgot to put it in, but it was supposed to be um, uh, Legally Blonde. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah premieres. Yeah. The movie premieres this year to the world, uh, introducing the world to the highly fashionable character, Elle Woods, played by Miss Witherspoon. And we can't contain our giddiness. So many dope outfits. Can't count how many. And uh, American Eagle Outfitters. How about Legal Eagle Outfitters, folks? <laughs> how about that one? Okay. <laughs> also in 2001, esteemed designer Carl Lagerfeld, uh, his quote-unquote late period begins, which ran until his unplanned death in 2019. There's Carl Lagerfeld. Unplanned death? <laughs> yeah. Dave? <laughs> Famous okay. designer... It's a good adjective, uh, like necessary adjective. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I believe he worked with Chanel. Always wore the sunglasses, like stark white hair. Kind of a cool, like almost like Andy Warhol style sure. look. Yeah. Also this year for Lagerfeld, he lost 42 kilograms in uh, American speak. That's 93 pounds. Um, he... <laughs> Big change for him. He explained, I suddenly wanted to dress differently, to wear clothes designed by Heidi Slimane, but these fashions, modeled, modeled by very, very slim boys and not men my age, required me to lose at least 40 kg. Uh, it took me exactly 13 months. The diet was created specially for him by Dr. Jean-Claude Podre, uh, which led to the book called The Carl Lagerfeld Diet. And Lagerfeld promoted it on Larry King Live and other tel television shows. Her Lagerfeld maintained his slim physique until his unplanned impromptu death in 2019. <laughs> Funnily enough, the first thing you cut out of the Carl Lagerfeld diet, lagers. Yeah. You can't okay. be drinking lagers if you want to lose weight. <laughs> True. Yeah. Also in 2K1. Herr Lagerfeld was the target of a pieing gone haywire um, at the 20th anniversary American Fashion Awards at Lincoln Center in NY City. However, the tofu pies hurled by animal rights activists in protest against his use of fur within his collections went astray, instead hitting Calvin Klein. What? Oh, this is his weight loss. Sorry. This is the before and after. I, I think I forgot to put the pie. Okay. Well, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I had like a picture of Calvin put, Klein with like some pie on him. Put them in the uh, Instagram. I'll put it on the Instagram though. Folks, yes. Follow along on the Instagram. A PETA spokesperson described the hit on Klein as friendly fire, calling Klein, who does not use fur, a great friend to the animals, and Lagerfeld, a designer dinosaur. 
who continued to use fur in his collections until his unscheduled demise in 2019. Okay, also in 2001, the famous Juicy Couture tracksuit was introduced and custom designed for Madonna, Queen Madge, Hero of the Pod, and Madonna turned the velour tracksuit into a trend. The public appearance of clothes worn by celebrities made the brand famous almost instantaneously. Uh, Madonna was the first big breakthrough celebrity endorsement for the company. So this is huge for Juicy wow. Couture. Jennifer Lopez wore it. Uh, we have Paris Hilton wearing it. All the big ones. So Juicy Couture. Yeah, I saw the Couture. Madge rocked it. She rocked that suit. Juicy Couture. Yeah, I saw it. I did not know Madonna was kind of spearheaded that look. Because it, it was hugely popular for a long time, I feel I felt like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is pictures actually from 2005. Okay. This is apparently they made it... F- for her, they felt like she'd be like look would look good in it. Okay. Um, but I think other people were a little bit more famous for wearing it. Specifically, J Lo. She mm-hmm. wore it a couple of times. And um, and uh, and mobsters. And mobsters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. J Lo and Tony Soprano. Uh, yeah, big, yeah, yeah. <laughs> big pussy. Yeah. Uh, finally, also in 2001, Claire's.com was launched. So you know, Claire's big fashion mall store mm-hmm. jewelry now you can still go to the brick and mortar if you like you want a piercing you want an earring but you can now do piercings over uh the world wide web so they're doing online piercings <laughs> just kidding it's not possible <laughs> i got an ear piercing and not an ear piercing an e piercing an e piercing, e- e- piercing. <laughs> Yeah, the worldwide mall, fun stuff. Hey, maybe once we enter, maybe once we enter the metaverse, that that'll be a thing. Like, yeah, you know, you like you have to earn credits to get your avatar's ear pierced. Oh yeah, Dave got his ear pierced anyway. and, and almost died the same night. <laughs> Me? Yeah, that's right. And I think it was because of the ear piercing. I got like an infection that almost ended me. A great. But night. I survived it, and uh, we survived this segment. Please unfashion your seatbelts. It was a smooth drive, I think, but uh, that was fun. That was fun and fast. It really was fast fashion. So more to talk about in the years to come. <laughs> 2000s, worst year for fashion probably ever. First, worst, worst, worst decade. Worst decade? Yeah. yeah. Looking Early back. 2000s especially. Actually, the whole 2000s is probably the worst decade of fashion. Yeah, because then you get like polo shirts after that. Yeah. And like, oh, it sucks. Dave, you're talking about like the pants sagging. I mean, it's just one of many examples of white people just like taking things and like oh, appropriating. Trying to, yeah, yeah appropriating. And it's just, that was big bad. in 2000s, especially. Like, because hip hop culture became yeah. huger. So it became more mainstream. Right. I mean, something as simple as even the backwards hat is an example of that, really. I mean, or right. like, or like a backwards or upside down, like visor, like it's just white people, you know, being white. <laughs> <laughs> Doing what they do best. All right. Well, thank you. Next segment. Next segment, please. <laughs> dan, dan, dan. All right. So I'm going to talk about books just for a moment to segue into food because I kept going with this theme of 
really influential things that were not maybe the thing that you would think about from 2001, right? And, you know, last year in the movie segment talked about uh, the superhero genre really kicking off, right, in the film industry and that type Ooh, of stuff. Great verb. We're going to... We're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about the movies that were influential. But one of the things that I think that kind of goes not overlooked, but like the the gap between the work that's adapted from books that are coming out, right? That kind of actually give you a preview of a decade later, basically. Mm-hmm. And I, I do typically look at the book lists just to see if there's anything interesting. And I this year had quite a bit of really uh, well-received books that influenced the next decade. So here's just a list. And then the last one I'll say is where I'm going to segue into the food. But so we had the Sea Biscuit book. You know, that movie was made uh, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mi- Mystic River. Mystic River. Very quick turnaround. Quick, quick turnaround. Yeah. Dreamcatcher. I think maybe a little uh, another quick turnaround. Yeah. Choke. That's quick. Choke. Choke. Chuck Palahniuk. Oh, choke! Oh, Forgot about that. A couple years later. Yeah. Fantastic Beasts. While Harry Potter was going on, she was still putting out this ah. bullshit uh, supplemental material. I didn't know that. John Adams, the the David McCullough book with that the HBO series, like you right. know, was spun off, which was which was a big one. Artemis Fowl, a uh, big like kind of kids uh, fantasy story mm-hmm. that got going. Um, American Gods, Neil Gaiman's book, that kind of like, not that he went away, but like the, his fame from just Sandman to being, you know, into his novels too. That American Gods was a show too. Atonement, great book, great movie, yeah. Keira Knightley. Movie. Uh, Deception Point, which was Dan Brown's second book before he began, like, got into the Da Vinci Code, the Robert Langdon series. Uh, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, Life Major. of Pi, like that was a huge mm, one. Yum. And then, yeah. you know, Ang Lee did that. Mouthwatering, yes. And then the two kind of like biggest uh, nonfiction books, Freakonomics, which uh, is like mm-hmm. a whole like industry of podcasts and you know radio, like, po- like all that type of stuff, and freaky obviously shit. the, the yeah. concept and uh, freaky shit, and Fast Food Nation, which is like another like thing. Which one? wow, yeah. So big year for books in in terms of what was like getting it adapted and. Fast food nation. I mean, it's it's always interesting to talk about fast food, but this this year I'm approaching it in a different way, where I think because of the internet, it's the thing that I think it was kind of like out of sight, out of mind. Like, is this stuff good for you? Is it bad for you? You know, what about not even just the health, but like the um, the the business practices of these giant world, you know, global companies and 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 all that type of stuff. So here's just like. Uh, three quick stories. Actually, one has nothing to do with those last two things I said. Pizza Hut becomes the first company in history to deliver pizza to residents living in outer space. Whoa. 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 Wow. Pizza Hut, uh, the creation and delivery of the world's first space consumable pizza was a culmination of nearly a year of collaboration between Pizza Hut and Russian food scientists. Um, after months of rigorous testing, the Pizza Hut pizza made the landmark trans-atmosphere journey to become the only pizza ever delivered to people living in space. Wow. So um, there's hmm. arguably no weather in space, but now there's pizza. Exactly. We can have pizza, but not... That's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, How do you like that? This this quote is, is so, like, the, like, 
wink winky um as a leader in the pizza delivery business we're determined to give customers what they want when they want it and where they want it even if they're in space wherever there is life there will be a pizza hut pizza after checking and rechecking the address, we made a few minor route adjustments to ensure that the pizza would successfully make it to the International Space Station. If space tourism is really going to be a reality, Pizza Hut will make the trip even better. It's like such a stupid thing. Like, oh, we got this delivery request. Oh, I checked the address. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. That's fine. It's cute. It's cute. Okay, but now the real, the real stuff. So Coca-Cola sued over bottling plant terror campaign. Um, this apparently was a huge deal that I, I guess was completely unaware of, especially at the time. The union workers, the U.S. Union steel workers, is suing Coca-Cola, uh, describing the systematic intimidation, kidnapping, detention, and murder of workers in Colombian plants. What? Uh, the lawsuit details a litany of assassinations and terror. Uh, which were carried out by right-wing paramilitary groups on behalf of the management of the Colombian bottle plants. It, it, it's basically saying that these like were like insanely hostile work conditions that like Coca-Cola knew that they this was a part of their thing, but they they wow. denied like that they had any knowledge of. It says Coca-Cola company does not own or operate any bottling plants in Colombia. Uh, we deny any wrongdoing regarding human rights. Um, that was quite a quite a big ordeal, and which especially. You know, nowadays, like we're so many of these companies are under fire for their their practices and stuff like that. It's like they probably were getting away with so much more before the internet and yeah, the spread yeah. of news fast and, wow. and stuff, and uh, and then come to light. So, like Coke business, no matter what, you know, it could be the classic Coke or Coca Cola in Colombia. There's always death involved. There's always like oh. bad things going on. The Damn. Coke business. Uh, and then finally, so, you know, McDonald's, especially this time, you know, was they were trying to kind of put away the, uh, the, the health factors. You know, they tried to do the salad. You know, it wasn't until years later that they had to put the calories on the, you know, on the items. And right. they started oh, yeah. kind of like shrinking the, the menus. And Fast Food Nation was a huge part of the, you know, everybody now – you know, turning their blind eye back towards what was, what was being consumed. So here's an article from December, 2001. The problem isn't so much people's lack of self-control. It's a toxic food environment. Uh, the growing trend of these restaurants, not just being a fast lunch spot, you know, expanding their breakfast menus, expanding their dinner, dinner menus to make it so that they are reaching people all time of day. How can we deliver more fat? How can we deliver more of this, you know, corn syrup serving size, value meals, giving you more food, double gulp, like all these things like, like growing that these are all the things that this article is citing. There's all this talk about natural flavors, artificial flavors, but the, the, the thing that all these companies were working towards is it's both flavor is both art and science, according to Slosher. A flavorist has to pay attention to a quality known as mouthfeel, that is, the unique combination of textures and chemical interactions that affect how the flavor is perceived. Mouthfeel can be adjusted through the use of various fats, 
gums, starches, emulsifiers, and stabilizers. To determine mouthfeel, flavorists use a texture analyzer that gauges bounce, creep, breaking point, density, crunchiness, chewiness, gumminess, lumpiness, rubberiness, springiness, slipperiness, smoothness, softness, wetness, juiciness, spreadability, springback, and tackiness. These are all legitimate things that they have scales and gauges for that they are trying to come up with the greatest algorithm of food because, and that's why we want it. That's why you desire it where you eat it and you're like, it, it, it just, it works. Like the combinations, portion size, Jesus. In French fry technology, they found out the most appealing way is there's a lamb water gun knife that uses a high pressure hose to shoot potatoes at a speed of 117 feet per second through a grid of sharpened steel blades, thereby creating perfectly sliced French fries. Just the testing that goes into these products. Sure. Because again, to make it, they have it has to taste the same in any building you walk in. Right. You know, like that is their goal, is that it can be a scalable, you know, ubiquitous taste that is just across the board it is not regional it is just this is what it is and it's it's insane it's insane like it's really insane is, is this and specifically talking about mcdonald's or just any like it's 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 every it's all yeah. of them i mean yeah. it's all mm. of them that we're doing it um talk about wendy you know you name it that's they all do it it's all curated to be it's wild to to work more than just flavor, like because it's like synthetic flavor. Yeah, right. it's 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 crazy, but that list of uh, yeah that that list of stuff is pretty insane. Yeah, trying to like determine a food's what would you say bounciness or like yeah there was bounciness. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I love spreadability. Spreadability that's, that's yeah. really good. Slipperiness. Slipperiness. Yeah, yeah. They have one that's springback and springiness. They're very <laughs> different. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> What is that? Insane. Uh, so that what was going on in the world of books and food. I want to I see MTV's Spring Back. <laughs> <laughs> dan, 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 dan. All right, Danny. You're up, Danny. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. It is my final segment. 2001, Dan Bravo. What's he going to do? Is he going to do television? Is he going to do already, the sports section? Spoiled. You've already said this. In case you said people that you're going to do sports. <laughs> in case, remember it was just like a few minutes ago. In case people <laughs> forgot or weren't listening. <laughs> in, case you, in case you drop the needle on the vinyl right here. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, we're doing the sports section. Uh, there's no, nothing good happens on TV in 2001, but lots of good sports stuff. Sports and, section. And that's, it's that's me. The, that's the only part of the newspaper I don't throw out. Right. This was the most traumatic topic for me in 2001. Oh. Wow. Trauma. Yeah. That's the most traumatic thing to happen in 2001. To me. Things in sports. To me. But it's, uh, you know, French sports sportscaster, Jacques H. Oh, I love sports. I keep, I, I want to scratch you, but I won't. 
I know it's going to make it worse. <laughs> Jacques itch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't make it worse, please. <laughs> Have you ever covered French sports? Canada, right? Some Canada shit? French Canadian? Uh, I, probably not. Did I ever cover like the French Open? No. <laughs> I, and I never will. That's the fun of it. Okay. Um, got a handful of things here. So I didn't bring this up last year, but this, or maybe I mentioned him. I don't think I did. We are in the run of Lance Armstrong winning his consecutive Tour de France. Okay, so there you go. You oh, want French stuff? There, there it is. <laughs> We're here. Great to up. Yeah. Um, I forgot. That's, yeah, in France. <laughs> that's a, that's a front. Okay, so there you go. Jacques H, Tour de France. We are so proud the French people are proud of Lance Armstrong. <laughs> um, yeah, just at the time, hero, legend, just mm-hmm. clean and cut. Like some still a hero. <laughs> no. But yeah, the, I mean, as as we learn, these championships, these winnings were later. He was later stripped of them. I feel like the French people know a lot about getting stripped, stripping. Very, very <laughs> nude culture, very, yeah. I feel like. I feel like there's a lot nude of nudity. Culture. Lot very, of nudity. Yeah, there is. N- nudity <laughs> is important. Right. So, um, but yeah, that's ongoing. He won. This is his third consecutive this year. I don't remember how many he wins. Is it five? Four? Six? You're the sports guy. I try not to cross Maybe it's just three. I don't remember. Research. But yeah, he wins a bunch and he's... Uh, not playing by the rules. But as I've stated before in baseball, I am pro steroids, and that goes across all all sports. I think everybody should be doing steroids. It would make every sport better. Um, it's funny his name is Armstrong when he's, <laughs> his legs are doing most of the work. <laughs> it's ironic. Very ironic, Dave. Thank you so much. Okay, moving on to, like, solo competition sports. Mm-hmm. We have golf. I talked a lot about Tiger Woods. Um, so this year do, he, do any team sports players go solo? Like, <laughs> like record, you know, well, like bands? You, you have a lot of professional athletes in other sports that do play golf. They go solo. That's right? like going solo. Yeah. So that could be like going solo. Solo um, project. Maybe like ice skating doubles and tennis doubles. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's a good example. Going solo. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Those are pretty good examples. Well, if you do really good in like the um, the what's it called? Oh my god! What do you E-sports? do in baseball when you're like oh. home run, home run derby? That's what I'm trying home to run think. Derby. Okay, sure. If you yeah. excel in the home run home run derby, that's like going. It's solo. like you went yeah. solo. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, sure. Or like the dunk contest. Right. Right. Or yeah. the three point. Michael contest. Jordan. Yeah. He didn't go solo, but he like he like formed a new band. <laughs> okay. He formed a new band when, when he, he played went... baseball. Right. Ah, I like that. Yeah, side yeah. project. Yeah. Okay, but uh, what I was saying with Tiger Woods is this year he wins the Masters. So I mentioned he won the three uh, majors the year before. This year he wins the Masters, so he becomes the only golfer in history to hold all four major championships simultaneously. So just damn, master what? of put- puttits. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put it. <laughs> 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 
Stranger Things. Thanks. Okay, uh, let's move on. In the NBA, okay, Brandon, very relevant this year. Huge for you, right? So this is, I would assume, and you could, you, actually, you could probably chime in a lot more than I can here, that this is probably your early Sixers fandom days, and then there was a gap, and then you went back in, right? Is that kind of what happened with your Sixers fandom? This was one of two things that made this a crushing year for me. Uh, right, because. Uh-huh. It was this and then another thing that I'm sure you'll mention. But uh, this was like my I was always a basketball fan. Like I growing up, I loved Michael Jordan, but I wasn't a Bulls fan. It was just a Jordan fan like many kids were. Sure. Went to some Nick games like with my dad and stuff like enjoyed like watching basketball. But seventh grade became a huge Iverson fan. Actually, my mom recently we have to clean out our storage unit. I know I have my old posts, like Sixers posters in there. I really want to get them back. Uh, I have a starter jacket from then and a hat. Yeah, this was huge. AI. So, right. This was... The answer. 76ers got to the NBA Finals well, this year. The year huge. of AI. Um, mm-hmm. In sports and movies? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, the Lakers beat them. Unfortunately, um, you know, it's the Lakers sort of reign here, you know, in this era. Uh, beat the Sixers four games to one. Sixers won game one in overtime. Yeah, they lose the next Excuse four. Excuse me. Iverson won game one in overtime. Wow. No, it really was like an incredible performance. And th- there's like an iconic thing that I'm lucky enough to have actually seen on TV is where he steps over yeah. Ty Lu. Classic. It's like a really iconic moment yes. where he steps over Ty Lu. Just like disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Really great stuff. Really great stuff. Yeah. Iverson always so, so fun to but watch. But this was yeah. this was Shaq and Kobe. I mean, this was the, yeah. the reign of the Lakers. Right. And, and um, Fox. So. And Fox. Right. Wait, Rich Fox? No, Rick Fox. Richard Fox. <laughs> Ricky Fox. I rented a car to him one time at enterprise rick, rick fox. fox yeah <laughs> well wow. okay he came in i don't think he, i don't know if he actually rented a car but he was like in the garage i worked in at one time rick fox wow yeah nice guy i don't know if he lives in new york if he was just in new york temporarily no idea but <laughs> he was there it was fun he was there and so were you and so was i so yeah that's you know that's uh the nba now so that's summer 2001 then you have this default the next season which starts you know what is it fall 2001 october (laughs) this is jordan returns to the nba on the wizards that's also this year Mm. michael jordan comes back to join the washington wizards he's a co-owner part owner of the team and he just got the bug and rejoined probably a mistake i mean right i mean i don't really ruined his legacy didn't really no, accomplish it didn't. anything. <laughs> it ruined it. <laughs> it ruined it. Yeah, but I mean, there was <laughs> nothing of note. I mean, there's some pretty good, I think, like specials and documentaries that kind of go into this part of, of his career, but I don't really remember you know anything really of note with him going back to the Wizards, um, besides him getting owned by other young and upcoming players, which was kind of fun to, to watch. It was fun in um, the uh, All-Star game. But I think he yeah, still, nah. I think he still averaged like twenty points a game. Like he yeah, was like, yeah, yeah. Um, he was only a couple years removed from his career, right? I mean, it's not that long after, but he was clearly older, slower. You know. Uh, let's move over to baseball, Major League Baseball. So this is Barry Bonds' home run record breaking year, two thousand one. Right. He's right. highest number of home runs in a single season, seventy three. 
Asterisk. Asterisk. Okay, so 2022, our current year, this was the yeah. final year he could be considered for the Hall of Fame, and he didn't get in. Really? It's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. The, Why is it the final so, year? I never... Because you have to... There's, like, ballots, and if you don't make a percentage of the ballot, then you become ineligible. Right, he beat... McGuire. So exciting times. And then the other sad, is this the other sad news you're kind of referring to, Brandon, baseball? Yeah. So this is where, um, th- this was tough because as a young kid, we're both about to enter seventh grade, big Yankee fans. Yankees just had their, their three-peat. They get back to the World Series again, but they lose to the Diamondbacks, which nobody mm-hmm. expected. I mean, oh, that was cool. Lose. That was good. You know, for baseball, maybe kind of a cool thing. For New for New York, it kind of sucked. <laughs> for New York City, it sucked a little bit. At, like right at this time, it was very shitty. It went to Game Seven. I remember this very well. I remember the last hit of the game, Luis Gonzalez. I'll never forget that. Um, well, not only that, but like it's Randy Johnson, Kurt, Sh- Kurt, Kurt Schilling, Schilling, Randy Johnson. Schilling, yeah, Johnson started Game Six. But he also like closed Game Seven, like it's just psychotic shit. <laughs> like that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, they just had yeah those two pitchers. Like they were yeah just unbelievable team, and they were the youngest franchise ever to win the World Series. Still, that's still true. They um they were only yep. in their fourth season, and they won yeah. the World Series. So that that was a big deal for oh, them. Wow. I don't ever want to be this guy, but it is kind of fun to be like New York was supposed to win. This World Series. <laughs> right. This was New York's time. This is also November baseball, right? I think that's... Yeah. Yeah, November. Yeah. This is November baseball. Damn. I think it's the only time like ever it's happened because of the delay in the season. Right. Uh, for whatever. Um, yeah, they had to delay <laughs> the season. And then... So they ended up playing baseball into November. They lost it. They misplaced a bunch of the balls. Oh, right. Yeah, that was a delay. Yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Every team lost Every the balls team, you know, like, at the same like, time. Lost their balls. Yeah, that's, there was a ball shortage. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, dude. We're, we know all about supply chain <laughs> issues currently. That they dealt with it back then too. It's a supply chain, dude. Um, okay. In unrelated tragic news, separate tragedy. This is a really sad story I read. Um, so May 9th, Ghana. Two of their most successful soccer teams, football teams, played that day. It's Accra Hearts of Oak and Asante Kotoko were the the names of the two teams. Officials were anticipating crowd disturbances and had taken extra security measures. Accra scored two late goals and a referee called 2-1 Accra, resulting in disappointed Kotoko fans throwing plastic seats and bottles onto the pitch. The police responded by firing tear gas into the crowd. Panic Mm -hmm. and a stampede ensued as fans tried to escape. Gates were locked and the stadium's compromised design left a bottleneck with fewer exits than originally planned. It was, it lasted like an hour. 116 people died. Oh my God. Yeah, it's like one of the most fucked up things I've ever read. And sort of like a horrific tragedy in, in a big soccer game. It's awful. I don't know if it's both fans and players, but it's like mostly, I think, fans. That because of, yeah, just a total, total disaster. 
Yeah, they died from like compressive asphyxia. Ten fans died from just trauma. There's a story about somebody that passed out from the tear gas and made it and was moved to a morgue, thought to be dead, but he regained consciousness after someone stepped on his foot. It was like a crazy story, like within there, narrowly missing being buried alive, like just insane. Whoa. Yeah. And the reports claim that medical staff had already left the stadium as the incident happened like near the end of the match. So yeah, these just totally Damn. awful. So yeah, that's I continue my trend of just you know, talking about you know tragedies in the world. Um, <laughs> each one of my segments, it feels like yeah, yeah. Um, but okay, we got some. I can pick it back up now. I specifically put okay. it there so I can pick it back up again. Oh, okay, I thought we were gonna um, end on the tragedy. No. Oh, okay. The right. XFL is founded this year by Vince McMahon. Hell yeah. Mm. It folded this folded the same year. <laughs> no, did it really? Yeah, it was only one season. Yeah. Uh, but wow. then it came back recently. I right. don't know if it ended again. <laughs> it did know, come back recently. I don't know it if it's did still come back, right? Yeah. Yeah, it did come back. Yeah, I remember watching like the first game because I was really into WWF at the time. And I was like, <laughs> I'll try this too. Yeah. And then I just was not interested. But I gave I, it a try. I, I, I went to an XFL game. A friend of mine, really? a, fr- a friend of mine's dad, like got tickets through his work, and I went with him to one XFL game. Yeah. Wow. Did you see? Do, do you remember at, at MetLife Stadium? Although then it was probably called Giant Stadium. I mean, whatever the New York team was, I don't remember. Um, what was the New York team? I could easily look this up. But the winner, the championship this year was the Los Angeles Extreme. They were called the Los Angeles Extreme. <laughs> it was all fun names. LAX. It was a bigger okay. ball. Yeah. There was something insane they would do instead of a kickoff. Like, it was two guys would, would like, go against each other to try and, like, grab the football. Or it was something crazy that they would do, like, for a kickoff. Like, it was a fun idea, but – and it was, like, ex-NFL players. I think He Hate Me was a guy. His name was He Hate Me or something. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. I totally um, remember that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah, that was the XFL. But the – um. Big thing we got to talk about this year. I hinted at it last year is uh, the NFL Super Bowl 35. Uh, the Ravens they beat the New York Giants 34 to seven. So again, continuing this run of great time for New York sports. I mean the Giants lost, but still I mean they got to the Super Bowl. So it was right after we talked about last year the Devils championship and the Yankees right at the fall of 2000. So you get right into early 2001, Giants get to the Super Bowl, but they lose uh, you know, to the Ravens. Super Bowl halftime show. Maybe the best one ever. It's, oh, in, this the, is it. it's yeah. in, in contention for best one ever. This is okay. really, really good. This is pretty I think there's a few yeah. others that you, know, you could argue. You know, it's Michael Jackson. It's Prince. There's some of the recent ones are Bruce, excellent. I, Bruce. Not Bruce. Not even close. Bruce. Uh, I personally think the who the who come on. <laughs> I personally think the one of the Bruno Mars ones was excellent. The Bruno Mars Beyonce Coldplay right. one really good. Katy Perry. Katy Perry excellent. It is in sync. Aerosmith, Britney Spears. Eminem. He doesn't show up though. They just used his. That sounded <laughs> like him, right? No, that would they used. May that I have him. your attention, please, from his from the. Real Slim Shady. I'm Slim Shady. Yeah. What? So NSYNC started <laughs> off. They run off onto the stage. Okay, they buy. They 
it's real vocals and it doesn't sound good. But really? I respect I respect the attempt though. <laughs> right. Yeah. The dancing is really good. I wanted to get to the part where Aerosmith comes out, and then I'll skip ahead. Outfits very of the time, like, ridiculous. <laughs> Sound out of breath. How could you not? <laughs> yeah. They ran out onto the stage. Joey in particular has one of the worst outfits I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like a, I don't know how to, do, it's like a Neo, but it's denim. It's like what Neo wears in the Matrix, but it's denim. <laughs> oh okay. God, amazing transition. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Aerosmith again. But this song, five years old at this point. Uh, three, right. three years, three years. Three years old. Three years old. That's a new song. They open with this. Feels like a closer, right? Yeah, you think so. Yeah. See, Steven Tyler, he can wear whatever he wants. He looks normal. Like, normal for <laughs> he him. He normal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, he's he's right. essentially wearing the same thing as Joey Patel. All right, let me skip ahead. I'll find, we'll see when Brittany comes out. <laughs> great, great song. Justin great sings song. a line from Jaded. What's up, Tampa? You ready to rock? Woo! Oh, snap. Oh. It's like a dance-off between Steven Tyler, Tyler and Justin Timberlake. Yeah. <laughs> They really do make this work. They make this work. They kind of do. Like, I mean, NSYNC is like the Aerosmith of their era. <laughs> it makes sense. When does Britney come out? Maybe. A, oh, JC Chazay. Who, who? Yeah, you think JC Chazay is like. Uh, oh, here's Britney. Here's Britney now. It's oh, wow. JC is Joe Perry. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now Mary Jane Blige shows up. Wow. Right. Yeah, you know, it's just the three, like, listed, listed as the listed, but I remember there being more artists. Now, Brittany and Justin together. This, is, I will, this must be uh, before the, the denim outfit. I actually don't know that. All, they chose this song for all of them to sing. I, I think it's a good choice, I guess. Yeah. 
Well, because they collaborated with other people on this song in the past. So it's like... Okay, there's one more surprise coming. I remember there, there's one more artist. Who? Yeah, he's about to come out. Wes Claypool? Nelly. <laughs> Nelly, right. Yeah. Right, yeah. You gotta have a... Yeah, a rapper. He's got a rinse. He's got a half Ravens, half Giants jersey on, I think. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Is that who was playing the Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah. It was Ravens, Gi- Ravens beat the Giants, yeah. <laughs> Tampa loves Aerosmith. Why wouldn't Nelly represent the Rams? From St. Louis. I know. A little messed up. Oh, wow. What a cool... Uh... All right. What a cool thing. What a cool thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I had to highlight that. It was just a great culmination of pop music at the time, whereas the year before was, I guess it kind of was. So it was Enrique, Christina, and Phil. Right. <laughs> right. More, uh, even though it is, you have Christina and Enrique, that still felt like, Still, kind of for an older audience. Still, it kind of, still kind of felt like that. Whereas this one, even though it's Aerosmith, it's uh, Aerosmith is just so relevant. Still, you know, at this point, it just feels like for the for a younger audience. This one in particular feels like it's for a younger audience. Right, there's more, so like, more yeah. so than most of the other Super Bowl halftime shows up until then. So th- that's why I think this one is just, and they continue this trend for a little bit until big moment which i will definitely talk about in a, in a future year i don't remember if it's next year or not no one it's of, not of, it's not next year it's in a couple of years though. it's this decade years for out. sure yeah, yeah yeah i think that's the year where they decided okay going back to the old guys <laughs> we're going to the classic rock guys <laughs> we're, we're yeah. going back yeah. to the old heads yeah um yeah because the following year which i won't be discussing i'll just tell you now i'm not going to talk about it it's the u2 one okay why not Oh, the year after the, the year big, after this, the two thousand two Super Bowl is U two. Seems like a missed opportunity. But okay, not, not gonna talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. It's propaganda. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, right. that's um, that's sports in a uh, two thousand one. Great stuff. Thank you, Jacques. I love Lance Armstrong. <laughs> Dave, if you have a screen share, you might have to rejoin because you're blank. Uh, I have no screen share for this okay. moment, for this thing. I'm de- uh, well, Actually, I do. I'm sorry. I do have it. <laughs> uh, I don't share screen yet, but I'll see if I can do it halfway through. All right. So uh, I'm going to launch right into our next segment, Celeb Gossip and Bucking. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the it couples, the shit couples, and everybody in between. First of things up, do you, do you guys even remember these pairs? There's a few pairs that I forgot about. I want to mention them. We're going to play a quick little game. I'm going to ask Brandon, which of these three couples did not exist? I mean, it could be any one of them because they all kind of like faded from public consciousness. I feel like this was like... Tabloid culture was already big, but this is like, it just explodes. Oh, yeah. Uh, So which of these 
Which of these three couples does not exist? Which one of these? We got Ryan Gosling and Sandra Bullock. Right? Weird pair. We got yeah. Tom Cruise and Penelope Cruise. <laughs> Two Cruise? Are they related? Is that legal? And then we got Vin Diesel and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Okay, which one of these uh, pairs did, did not exist in 2001? Well, hold on. Does I that exist ever? Never existed. Never Sorry, never existed. Okay, okay, okay. One is made up. Well, I mean, Cruise and Cruise, you didn't make it up, but it probably was made up. Oh, wow. And... I feel like the Vin Diesel one is true, and I feel like it's way too early for Gosling Bullock. I feel like that would have been like 10 years later, so I think that's the decoy. Is Ryan Gosling and Sandra Bullock? Yeah. No, the, the, the fake one was Vin Diesel and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. I'm pretty sure Julia Louis-Dreyfus has been married to the same man for like almost 40 years. <laughs> yeah. Who was I thinking? <laughs> Vin Diesel and of, Julia? I yeah, what? GLD? I don't know. I don't know. I wanted to jump somebody... in. Yeah, like, <laughs> of course that's made up. <laughs> I don't know why I thought Gosling was just like like a teen, like like a teenager at that point. I mean, I he know. was young. He was a young gun and he went for Bullock. the older Bullock. Sure. That was real in 2001. I guess I was just re- retroactively rooting for Vin Diesel. And JLD. That would have been amazing. JLD and Vin Diesel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. What an insane idea. Summer Fling. Okay, so, Dan, I have the same thing for you. I have three couples. Which one of these did not exist at the time? Or ever? Which one did I make up? So we have okay. Julia Roberts and Benjamin Bratt. Okay. Bratz dolls came out this year. So Co-stars. Bratz are in. Co-stars. Um, we got Liv Tyler and Sly Stallone. What? We just saw Steven Tyler right. rocking the uh, the uh, halftime show. And then we have Reba McIntyre and oh. Narvel? And Narvel? <laughs> <laughs> The NCU? Yeah, Norval. Norval. <laughs> who is that? I don't know who that is. Norval. He's a guy named Norval. You don't know Norval? <laughs> Come on. Um, Look him up. He's a guy. So, okay. Julia... Uh, not, not, I got JLD on the brain now. Julia Roberts <laughs> and Benjamin Bratt co-stars in Miss Congeniality. So I feel like that's real. Could be a decoy, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's real. Wait, who? Nope. Different movie. Different movie. Different person. <laughs> yeah, different person. Think <laughs> about Bullock. Uh, God, because you said Bullock before, right? Yeah. Yeah, yes. I did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there's a connection. Not completely made up. He's. <laughs> he's wait. Okay. Wait, Julie Roberts, Benjamin Bratt, were they in a movie together? Because it could be. Might have been. All right. Either way, it sounds reasonable. There's no way Dave just made up a name Narvel. So <laughs> the, <laughs> it's not like as creative as Dave is. It's not a chance. He just made up something <laughs> called Narvel. <laughs> so yeah, Liv, I'm gonna say Liv Tyler is Sly Stallone. That that sounds kind of that sounds very insane. <laughs> Similar to JLD and Vin Diesel. Kind of like the yeah. same idea. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that that one was fake. Okay. That one was a fake. You found the right one. So Narvel's actually a television producer, a country singer, and a former 
member of the North Carolina House of Representatives. So that's so funny, Narvel. Oh, I'm sorry. No, he's not. That was just the uh, disamb- disambiguation. Nor- okay, sorry. Norval Blackstock is just a television producer. Gotcha. Sorry about that. He just goes by Narvel? He just goes by <laughs> Narvel, though. <laughs> no, I feel like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> you just said just the first name just to throw us off. <laughs> Narvel. <laughs> Let's launch into a quick game of inner split because there's a lot of great couples that got together or didn't get together this year yeah uh broke up this year first one up guns and roses guitar slash and perla farrar gnr rocks who's first uh step up to the plate brandon what do you think you're a guitarist (laughs) You respect Slash, I know that. <laughs> respect Slash. I think Slash saw what was going on with Aerosmith and said, you know what? Nothing in my life is going right. I got to switch it up completely. So I'm splitting. Yeah. Okay. Um, good instincts. Good instincts. But they were the wrong instincts. <laughs> He's looking for love this year. 2001. This is his second wife. He was 36. She was 27. It all went down on October 15th. Ooh. And uh, new wife Perla opted to slash her last name rather than hyphenate it. (laughs) She went for the slash option. I was waiting for it. I knew it was coming. I didn't know in what form. (laughs) He's probably in the uh, the new band at this point, right? The... uh Two years from now, I think. Revolver's a couple years away. I think, Maybe a year or two, but... um, They're coming together, though. Yeah, it's like in between GNR. No, that was Aerosmith. Doing... That was also Aerosmith. What, what's that? He said they they come together. That's also Aerosmith. Oh, oh right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. Famously. <laughs> Famously better version. Yeah. Uh, okay, how about this? We got hmm, a little bit of uh, Carson Daly and Tara Reid. Some... Uh, teen icons i would say right they're not um, teenagers but they teenagers looked up to them Carson daily big time crl guy at this point tara oh, reed yeah. american pie movies height of crl yeah height of american pie <laughs> um <laughs> yeah really could go either way i'll say it i'll say it Ooh. nope it was a split. They split up. They actually got together the year before, hmm. and he actually tried to kill her in the movie Josie and the Pussycats. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but in the reality, they were dating after they met on the set of TRL in 2000, and they actually hmm. were engaged for a little bit, but split in 2001. Oh, wow. Yeah, I felt like I remembered that. That Very quick familiar romance. to me. Yeah, in and out. Tabloid consuming haters took a collective deep sigh of relief now that they no longer had to read about Reed and Daily on the Daily. Read, 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 read. <laughs> I've speaking of Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah. I've I've been told by people to. A, I've never seen the movie. I've been never told heard, never that, seen heard the that, music. Love that the music. music is great. Yeah, somebody yeah, told me the music is. is great in it. It's it's great and it's a good movie. I saw it recently, like in the last year. Wow. Who's okay. in that? Who's Josie? From she's all um, that. She's all that. Isn't it, uh, yeah, and uh, who else? Rosario's daughter, isn't she in it? Yeah. 
Whoever the, forget. Whoever the she's all that girl is. I don't know her name. Linda Carl- Carliani or not? Carli- no? No. Mm-mm. All right. Uh, no, not her. Uh, okay. No. Prince Rogers Nelson and Canadian businesswoman Manuela Testolini. Wow. They were a couple I did not make up, but the question is, did they get together in some way or step apart? Makes sense. This year? Minneapolis, not too far from Canada. No. Right, yeah. It's up there. That makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. This was not a long musicology, Dave, right? Is this the year of musicology? Musicology is like, I think, 2003. Okay, okay. Or 2004, I think. I'm going to say it this was it he, he had a great album on the horizon uh, inspired by love by fresh love ooh good good job yep they did it they made a vow they, they stuck to it for a few years they got divorced in 06 but for a few years they were a couple they actually got married on new year's eve 2001 so this almost made it to the 2002 it split Oh, so close. But uh, Prince took this opportunity to rename himself yet again, this time, uh, the hubby formerly known as Single. (laughs) (laughs) So so we have one zero? Well, Dan got a point from the last game, so we'll do one one. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll do two more. Dave, what about um, Purple Ray? Purple Ray? Eh? Purple Ray? Wait, why? <laughs> like, 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 like Canada. I can't do the Canada accent. Like, oh, purple, purple Ray? 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 <laughs> I can't, I can't. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> okay. Purple Ray. Um, Ray. It can be more like that. Purple Ray. <laughs> All right. Ray. All the- right. Uh, <laughs> how about this one? This, this one's like a famous nothing. couple. This is a famous couple. Also in music. J-Lo and Puff Daddy. Mm. Mm. Famous couple around this time. Did we talk about in a previous episode... Did we talk about Diddy on, Puff Daddy on a previous hit or split? I don't remember. Mariah Carey? We could have. Mariah Carey. Is that a thing? Weren't they a thing? I don't... Anyway. I wish it was a thing. I don't think it is, but it could be. Is Diddy and J-Lo the famous? It was like the big shooting, right? There was a shooting at one point. 2001. Yeah, this feels it. 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 Yeah. You are right in some ways. I'm sure they did it sexually oh, it. this year, but they actually broke up as God. a couple this year. Man. More importantly. It was a little earlier than I keep thinking. All right. Yeah. I think they got together in 99. Yeah. Okay. So. Right, because didn't you cover the dress, maybe, on the show? Dress was a think last year so i didn't oh okay i I don't know why i remember that um but yeah j-lo a well-documented pothead (laughs) to her it was just another puff puff pass (laughs) (laughs) puff told new york times daily press news uh i'm happy for her i always will be for jennifer whether personal or business so he's you know saying positive and actually she wed backup dancer chris judd Later this year, right? She moved on pretty quickly. Uh, bald icon, bald icon. He was a bald icon. He was like not a famous person. It was like <laughs> a very big left turn right. for her. 
people were not expecting it. Okay, so where were we at now? It's we're still one one. No, now it's oh yes, yes, yeah, still one one. Yep. Let's keep it. Let's leave it at that. Let's leave it okay. at one one. I like that because I do want to quickly talk about the biggest story in celebrity gossip and fucking, <laughs> and that is the shocking end of Tom and Nicole. <gasps> yeah, after over ten years of marriage, Cruz was the one who filed the papers in February of fifth of 2001 trying to get it done right before valentine's day so he didn't have to get a gift uh <laughs> citing irre- irreconcilable differences which left kidman shocked she was not expecting it many say the church of scientology was a major factor in the split mm. uh, cruz received pressure from his scientology overlings to put a kibosh on the relationship given kidman's rejection of the religion and her association with her father who was a famous psychologist kidman said dating and marrying a scientologist made kissing impossible she said that that's a quote <laughs> kissing impossible okay. kissing impossible i don't know uh the the divorce <laughs> finalized in august 8th of 2k1 a day that gave us the iconic photo of nicole kidman celebrating outside the court uh place she was free at last <laughs> the court <laughs> place <laughs> Uh, let's see if I can share a quick. Can you see this? Yep, famous, famous shot. I'm gonna post this online, but Kidman, green pants, like capri pants, just you know, full of enthusiasm, relief that she uh, finally can move on with her life. Later that month, Nicole went on Dave, and was heard delivering this dastardly dig at her former fellow. I don't know how to take it. Well, I know. It's, it's odd. It's just an odd thing, you know? Well, it- I can wear heels now. So that was <laughs> okay. That well, that was it for celebrity gossip and news. But that was a huge couple that we saw the end of. That's I felt like they were the biggest couple of my childhood. Yeah, celebrity couple at least. Most influential for me. <laughs> <sighs> They're the most influential for you as a child. Yeah. They're the model of, of love. I I model my adult life relationships after. <laughs> Lights, camera. Action. Let's go to the movies. Yeah, great segment to that last segment. Let's do the movies now. <laughs> so, 2001 at the movies. You know, last year we talked about the real beginning of some things to come in the movie industry with the superhero uh, films. And this year was no different. Things really, you could just see the future by looking in the past now. Uh, <laughs> at what was going on in, in 2001. <laughs> so let's let's look at the box office first before we get into some of the the overarching overarching trends. So box office 2001. Let's hear your guesses. I said it before. Is Shrek this year? Shrek is this year. Is Shrek it top five. Is this year? It is number four. Okay. Dong. Uh, uh, Harry you gotta Potter. Give me Ocean's Eleven. Oh, Harry Potter. Dan- 
Maybe. Both. Uh, yeah, both. I'm thinking both are in top ten. Okay. Uh, no? Pl- please, one at a time. No. Uh, <laughs> Sorcerer's um, Stone slash Philosopher's Stone. Maybe not Stone. Ocean's Eleven. Maybe it's not that big of a hit. No, Ocean's Eleven is number five. Number okay. five. Who? Eleven is five? Confusing. <laughs> Confusing. <laughs> <laughs> No, okay, yes. Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eleven. Worldwide gross $450 million. Congratulations to you, Soderbergh, and crew. And then, Dan, you said Harry Potter and Sorcerer's Sorcerer Stone, Stone slash Philosopher's Stone. Um, it is number one. Philosopher's uh, Stones in the UK. Slash Oliver Stone. Harry Potter and Oliver Stone. <laughs> I don't know what Sorcerer's all here. <laughs> right, yeah, it's... And I'm a dumb American. I don't know what a philosopher is. Yeah, Americans don't know what yeah. philosophers are. Right, we don't... Um, <laughs> philosophy, no idea. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Harry Potter number one. And that I makes haven't sense. got the bullocks of an idea. What a sorcerer. <laughs> Imagine the Oliver Stone-esque <laughs> like, like movie that would be like Snape. It was just like Snape. And it's just like, yeah, you know, Snape. like oh, the shit. JFK of Snape. That. that would be sick. Wall Snape. Uh, is Lord of the Rings this year? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Ah. The fellowship. No, Harry Potter of... was Uno. Oh, you mean the first Lord of the Rings? The Sorry. First. Yeah. Okay. yeah. These are all the first ones, right? Yeah. Yes. Fellowship of the Ring. Is that number one? That is number number two on the list. He already said office. Harry Potter's number one. And the Philosopher. <laughs> I only meant the first in the series. Yes, it is the say, first yeah. in the series. <laughs> I was going to make the point that these are all the first in like series of, of a bunch of franchises. No, I get yes. what you're saying. I'm trying to tell okay. you. Okay. Brandon already told us, okay. the other presenters on this show, okay. what the highest grossing movie pre- was. <laughs> I got it. You didn't get it. You're busy focusing on Ocean's Eleven. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I oh, the Ocean's 11th Star. movie in the franchise. Cool. Right. I've, been, right. I've been gambling. Uh, so that's, that's, <laughs> okay. I've been so going to AC a lot, so it's a big movie for me. On the brain. Bernie Mac's character works in uh, AC. Originally. Right. R.I.P. <laughs> All right, um, all right, so you so, have one more left because you have one and two. We didn't do all of them? Nope. You have one and two um, and four and five. Number three. Okay, it's and not, I know what it's Fast not. Fast and Furious? Fast and Furious? No. It is not. Oh. Is that this year, though? Yeah, yeah. Yes. But is that a top ten or, or not? Or it is not, not a top ten. Damn, it's an indie flick. So Brandon <laughs> kept saying that superhero stuff is no different this year. Oh. No, no. I said. No. I said just the, the the trends of what we are in now. Why even say that? Why even say that if there's not a superhero <laughs> movie in the top five? Okay. Because look at Harry Potter and Fellowship of the Ring. It's the same thing. Like these, like same that's shit. that's the other part of what the, same. the industry is. Okay, well, right. can you use right. a hint? <laughs> um, the hint is Shrek is not the highest grossing animated film on this oh, list. So oh, so there must be some Pixar. Two thousand and one. Um, what's what's it? Is it? Do we guess a Bugs Life oh, is already? It, is it Monsters Inc? Monsters it is Inc. Monsters Inc. Yes. Oh, Eddie Monsters Monst- Inc. Monsters <laughs> Inc. And uh, fun fact: they didn't use any ink in that movie. It is uh, not that type of animation. Um, Monsters CGI. Uh, okay, so to round out the top ten, we have Pearl Harbor. The uh, oh. The Two VHS epic, not Mike the Bay. Yeah, Titanic Bay. wasn't the, Titanic wasn't the last two VHS epic that we got before. You have a American tragedy, yeah, English American. Yeah, he was trying to right, capitalize right on the American tragedy, big film, uh, not as good as Titanic, and 
This one in particular, I remember this movie felt way too fucking long. This one, I, it was like an hour it's, too long. It's because it's one of those movies. Yeah. It's one of these like his, historical movies where like the big thing happens and then it's like, okay, here's a whole other part of this story that you didn't know right. for 50 minutes. Like, here's Alec Baldwin and now we're going to watch them bomb Japan. <laughs> it's appropriate that um, the initials of Pearl Harbor are PH because I found that film quite acidic. <laughs> <laughs> Why acidic? Why is the movie acidic? (laughs) I never saw it. I have no idea. I thought you were going to say, like, because that. The levels were. That left me salty. Oh, salty. Does that have to do with salt? I forget. I don't know. pH, yeah. Josh Hart. Josh Hart.net. Josh Josh (laughs) Hart.net. Number seven is The Mummy Returns. Uh, Right, right, right. Right, right. Um, right. Brendan Fraser. Jurassic Park 3. Oh. Probably the worst one. Nah, Before some of the newer, some of the newer ones, ones are shit. Actually, yeah, I was yeah. Say, yeah. Uh, Planet of the Apes, the Tim Burton uh, oh, terrible Mark. movie, and then Hannibal, uh, the Silence oh. of the Lambs sequel. I remember liking that one. Um, it's okay. He eats brain. He eats brain in it. Yeah, Ray Liotta. He eats his own brain. Um, it's pretty cool. <laughs> Recasting of Clarice. You know, right? Jul- Julianne Moore. Right? Julianne Moore. Similar vibe, similar vibe to Jodie Foster, kind of same kind of vibe. Yeah, so obviously in the box office, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, two huge franchises that Mm -hmm. kind of really paved the way for more so Lord of the Rings in terms of movies, obviously. You know, the Harry Potter movies are, they have their fan bases, but they were, I don't think they really impacted the, the film side of things as much as just Harry Potter did in general um as a as a whole thing but lord of the rings in terms of movies it was it was because they were legitimized by the oscars you know especially you know by the end of it but and now obviously we're in the middle of the reboot or not reboot but the the tv series which is incredibly look it, it looks incredible but it's boring um so just like the originals <laughs> oh 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 Oh, oh. <laughs> Davy Dice Cologne. Oh, um, but even Shrek, like even Shrek beginning is 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 just as influential yeah. because oh, yeah. you, like, you really have the like antithesis of Disney and Pixar with like fart humor and, right. and crude and a little horny. Uh, so and and, you know, I mean, Dave, the newest Shrek guy, like. You know, you want to. You have anything you want to say, Dave? Why am I the newest Shrek guy? <laughs> well, because like late in your life, <laughs> late in your life, you've I've watched come it to... when it came out, dude. No, I know, but you've had this like resurgence of like love for Shrek. It's because I've read the DreamWorks book. I've been yeah. obsessed with it, but I don't like the idea. I'm a new to the franchise guy. I saw it in theaters. <laughs> I had the DVD, uh, and that's that's all I'm gonna say about that. But yeah, it's a, I huge, think, it's a huge franchise. It definitely like sets a tone for the humor of the era. It, DreamWorks, it, yeah. More um, non-Disney studios were now in the the running for making lots of money. Yeah, with CGI animation. Right, and like Shrek in particular has this internet culture that surrounds it now. Right, like last mm-hmm. like I feel like last five years or so. Like it, it, maybe more than that. But well, especially because like it's. 
it's Gen Z. That's what they grew up on. Like, you right. know, they were yeah. like, that was just their thing. So they, they love it. Shrek is interesting because we think of it as a kind of a joke nowadays, but it was actually a really important movie at the time and yeah. was critically acclaimed. Uh, got nominated for an Oscar, got a standing ovation at Con. So it's funny that it's treated like a joke nowadays, but it was always like self-aware of its style of humor and a little bit smarter. To be honest, I don't love the Shrek films as much as I like the Shrek uh, ideas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what it represents, I like that more than the movies itself. <laughs> but I think it's funny that it's like treated like B-movie when it's really like it was beloved at the time yeah it's way better than that it's good like yeah. it's, it's very funny it's one of those things where like i don't know that i could like watch it again just at the time where i'd seen it so many times and, and yeah. like i feel like it's one of those movies I feel like i feel like i know the whole thing like up and down so well and but it was uh eddie murphy just i feel like in hollywood like after the 80s just it's so much just stupid shit and then it, like and then shrek came and it's like okay this is like what Eddie Murphy is like rules at. He's like very good at like, he's great in that. He's like, like this kind of thing yeah. and a career filled with just so much shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you know, of course, Mike Myers, amazing, you know, you know, so great. Um, all the voices, all the, the writing in it. That yeah. Bastard. Was, Shrek is, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So other significant things to happen this year is at the Academy Awards, um, for the next year. I know this is, the, well, I guess I guess we should really save it for next year, but it's about movies that came out this year. Uh, just to talk about some other two important, m other important movies that came out this year: Training Day and Monsters, mm. uh, Monsters Inc. Monster starring Inc. Yeah. Uh, Halle Berry. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the other <laughs> entrance into that franchise. But um, so they they went on to win together Best Actor and Best Actress. The, uh, Denzel was only the second um, black actor to win, and Hallie the first and still only. Um, uh, best actor, right? Yes. Yeah. So those came out, as you said, also Fast and the Furious, another giant franchise that has only mm. gotten bigger as it's gone on, so clearly right. it wasn't even also in the top ten. Also based on a book. Also based on uh, <laughs> um, Legally Blonde, like Legally Blonde, <laughs> a really, that's another like Great big movie. one that... Uh, uh, two great sequels, uh, Scary Movie 2 and Rush Hour 2. Great ones. Yeah. Um, two is fun. That's true, um, actually. Those are actually, for those yeah. franchises, yes. solid sequels. Yes. Yeah. Some other just quick little things from this year. Black Hawk Down, Memento, uh, Zoolander, Enemy at the Gates, Moulin Rouge, A Knight's Tale, Baby Boy, In the Bedroom, The Others. Cool. Donnie Darko, From Hell, Beautiful Mind. So Just so many movies that you're like, yeah, this was when we were like a coming of age as teenagers and like being more aware of stuff. So looking at my personal Brandon's, you know, new Oscar with the 10 category, you know, 10 nominees, a lot of them were kind of more mainstream ones. There weren't a, as many really, really like deep cuts type of thing. So my, uh, in no, no particular order. Do you have what was actually nominated? Yes. A Beautiful Mind, Gosford mm -hmm. Park. A great movie. In the Bedroom, Fellowship of the Ring, and Moulin Rouge. Pretty, mm, pretty interesting rich, yeah. top five, at least. You had a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, so my top 10 is In the Mood for Love, Wong Kar Wai. Pro one of my 2000, favorites. right? That's 2000. 2001. I think it came out 2000. 
It's this shit again. Film Sorry. festival <laughs> shit. Listen, I know it came out in 2000, probably in China, right? Yes. Is that what it is? Yes. Okay. I'm going by like like <laughs> wide release <laughs> dates. All right, so Br- Brandon's on. not going off of video game rules. Video game rules, you go to Japan first, and then right. that's the year. <laughs> right. yeah. Sorry, um, continue, continue. Great movie, though. Uh, Mulholland Drive, David Lynch, Ocean's Eleven. Uh, ni- ni- 99, I think. Maybe eight, 98. <laughs> <laughs> 2001. Sorry. 2001. Sorry. Um, Ocean's Eleven, <laughs> Vanilla Sky, Spirited uh, Away. One of my favorites. Spirited yeah. Away, Royal Tenenbaums, Gosford Park, one of the nominees, Sexy Beast, Wet Hot oh, American Summer, that's also 2000. and <laughs> AI. <laughs> you can't go by that date. Listen, yeah. it's, it, no, I I want to give you a hard time because I, I remember dates so well. So I'm like, that sounds like 2000 to me. But you're, I'm sure you did the actual accurate like when it came out to the general public. It's going, but Sexy Beast may be wrong. The other one, I I know. Let me let me double check Sexy Beast because yeah. I Sexy Dave, Beast 2000 technically 2001 in the u.s okay Dave, you, want, you want to do this to me it's fine i actively lie I on this show i can't do it to all the time no <laughs> brandon does the proper homework i actively lie and make things up on this show all the time and present them as facts you want to do that to me you can you don't do it to you don't do I know it brandon to, to is my, doing it right <laughs> i'm just i'm just being a little jerky boy so anyway that's the movie segment some big influential stuff we got to get over to this last segment Thanks for coming to the movies. Great movie year. That's a that's yeah actually really that's amazing. a it, that's yeah. a really good movie year. Yeah, yeah, that, a lot, yeah mostly all the stuff you listen shit, but a lot of great artsy films as well. All this stuff that you listed that I've seen, I I like. I, th- I think no misses. Not for me. No but, misses, yeah, yeah. just like Tom Cruise because they split up. Mm. Ooh. Da-dum, da-dum. Okay, so let's move on over to where are they now? <laughs> a 2001 edition. These are the board billaments uh, legends that did all the board uh, bill. <laughs> called board billament. Wait, <laughs> board bills, bill boardament. Those tournaments we did uh, the last two seasons. All the stars from that series make appearances on where are they now 2000s 80s and 90s uh all-stars from that series so i have a couple of news items we're gonna listen to a couple of albums that came out in full so (laughs) (laughs) let's start with the first story of where are they now (laughs) you pipe in the full album into the into the the episode yeah (laughs) you should do that one time give me like a six hour long episode (laughs) so 2001 saw the acquittal of Tim McGraw and his country star buddy, Kenny Chesney, for criminal conduct they were involved in the year prior, 2000, when Ken Ches and Tim Mick uh, became involved in a scuffle with police officers in Buffalo, New York. Hmm. Uh, after Chesney was riding a state police horse and refused to get off the horse. McGraw came to Chesney's aid after police officers nearby believed the horse was being stolen. The two were arrested and charged, but like I said, they were acquitted this year. Full, clean slate. These guys are good dudes. But who knew McGraw and Chesney were uh, ACAP guys? 
kind of surprising from the country world. <laughs> I was just, I, I, I was just <laughs> going to say, yeah, like <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah, it's interesting. Wow. Yeah. Kind of cool. They're just like beating up cops because they want to ride state police <laughs> horses around. God, maybe I'm York. back in the country now. <laughs> <laughs> Get back in the saddle, man. Back in. Tim gave one of the policemen his old textbook, McGraw-Heel. Get it? Uh, no. <laughs> textbook McGraw-Heel. Textbook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, McGraw-Hill is like the textbook. Company. Yep. But yep. he hit him yep. with a heel of his uh, spurred up boot. And uh, that's kind of cool. I mean, I really like that. But they're they're clean this year, so that was kind of like last year's news. But now they're free men. Also, um, in 2001, former Bordament somewhat legend Paul Abdul co-produced pilot a pilot for uh, a show called skirts an mtv television series about a high school cheerleading squad abdul was set to appear as the head coach but the pilot never aired Mm. (laughs) which is bad because air is what a cheerleader and a pilot both need (laughs) to succeed So no air. It's sad. Chris uh, Brown. I was just. I was they just gonna do. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Except I yeah. was gonna say the Jordan, Jordan Sparks. Sparks. Jordan Sparks. Yeah. Chris Brown featuring Jordan Sparks. So. Also, actually, it actually might be the other way around. <laughs> I, I can't remember. So I have to tell you a little story. This 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 next story has a little bit of background. I gotta tell you. So in May 1970, which was 31 years before 2001, the year we're focusing on, after the Beatles had split. Collins played congas on a session. Phil Collins played congas on a session for George Harrison's song Art of Dying, but his contribution was omitted from the version released on All Things Must Pass, which came out in 1970. Years later, Collins asked Harrison about the omission, and upon hearing a copy of the master tape Harrison sent him, he was mortified to hear his part sounding unacceptably poor and Harrison ordering it removed. Oh my God! After contacting <laughs> oh Harrison, man, Phil. After contacting Harrison with an apology, Harrison playfully confessed that the recording was in fact a prank, to which Colin accepted in good humor, or so he says. So Harrison actually like sent him like a fucked up sounding tape oh. on purpose to make. Oh, that's great. Phil Collins think that he messed up like the song with his bad bongo playing. It's <laughs> <laughs> so mean. <laughs> Phil, like George Harrison, <laughs> Phil's probably to, you can't do that yeah, to Phil. <laughs> yeah, Phil was probably like wanted to kill himself. Like, yeah, uh, yeah coming from a beetle, like that's that's yeah, a lot for him. Collins received a, a credit for his contribution in 2001 for uh, the All Things Must Past reissue. So that's what happened this year. He finally got credit for his work. Collins, however, got the final laugh when the Quiet One quietly died this same year. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> he got the last laugh because George yeah. died. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually, hold on, I have to uh, share all, sound for this next part of the segment. All, all things must pass. I can't believe uh, <laughs> Phil secretly had George killed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you think that was a prank, George? How about this prank? <laughs> How about this prank, George? I just wanted to 
play. <laughs> that was a laugh. He was the laughter that Phil had about George Harrison dying. <laughs> it sounded like this. <laughs> that was the last laugh. Oh, okay, got it. I've been listening to that album a lot. I love that album so much. Great album. Self-titled 1983 Genesis. Um, okay, so now I'm going to talk about some of the important albums that came out this year. Um, I'm not going to play these albums, but I want to let everybody know that these came out. Rod Stewart, Human, March 12, 2001. Shit. Great shit. And even more importantly, Eric Clapton, Reptile, March 13th, came out this year. Big stuff. Won't be playing those guys, though. Is that uh, about like George Bush being a reptile? <laughs> yeah, he was early on that. So I'm going to introduce a new call special you segment. A reptile. <laughs> I'm going to introduce a special new segment just for this year. It's called 911, where we check out the oh ninth and 11th <laughs> tracks of albums by Borderman artists that came out oh, on really September good. 11th, <laughs> really 2001. Good. Wait, oh, I'm sorry. Came, oh, on, on albums the day? that came... On the day itself, too, yeah. That's we, right, because it was a Tuesday. Ta- yeah. Yes, we've talked about this. Right. So, like, other albums that came out that weren't Borderman artists would include uh, Blueprint by Jay-Z. I know Bob Dylan put out an album on September 11, 2001. And we talked uh, yeah. about rock. There's a about rock album to be talked There's about. There's two, actually. I found out that it was both oh. uh, P.O.D.'s album... Satellite, yeah. As well as Nickelback's album, I forget forget what it's called, the, but like the, How You oh, Remind Me is the same oh, shit. day as well. <laughs> oh. Insane. Let's get into this. Listeners, make sure you got a good facial exfoliator because Babyface Edmonds of Whip Appeal fame is ready to go face to face with his album Face to Face, which dropped on September 11th, 2001. Let's check out the ninth and 10th tracks. Sorry, 9th t- and 11th tracks. 9th and 11th, yeah. Uh, this is With Him, track number nine. That's nice. Okay, here's track 11, You Should Know. Same artist, same album. Might have been an, al- might have been an album I downloaded. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, probably, like this is like this kind of like yeah. I'm trying to remember, maybe not this early, maybe a little later. Kind of standard babyface uh, area. Okay, so yeah. that's babyface. Now I'm asking you to bring a spare shovel because Bizcags of JoJo fame wow. drops Dig. Bring a shovel. The album's <laughs> called Dig. On September 11th, 2001. Here's the ninth and eleventh tracks. This is You're Not. Funky kind of Jimi Hendrix style guitar. Great beat. Okay, Beck, this is Beck Skaggs. Kind of, yeah, kind of Beck. Be- Beck Skaggs, yeah. This is uh, Thanks to You by Bob Skaggs. This is the 11th track. Fuckable, for sure. Fuckable. This is how he ends the album. Boz Sags. Yeah. Okay, that I like this a lot. I'm gonna save that track. Yeah, that's good. All right, and then very quickly, 
the last album by a Borderman artist to come out in September 11th of note was this one. Drop to your knees and pray. Because the biggest loser of the 90s Bordermans of all time, Michael W. Smith, <laughs> drops worship <laughs> on September 11th, 2001. Here's oh, the ninth man. track. It's a, a live album. This is Agnes Die. I'll just go into this, the second one. It's more love, more power. It'll the 11th track from Worship by Michael W. Smith. This is a big track for the album. Shouldn't be making music. All right. I, we do have to wrap up right now, right, Brandon? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's it from Worthy Now. Dan and Dan. And that's it for Dan and Bravo 2K1. It's been a blast. Hopefully we shed light on other stuff other than things that happened on September 11th. Or other things that happened on September 11th of this year. Right. Like great albums. Yeah, look at that. Lots of, lots of stuff happened. We don't always have to dwell on the negative. We could just avoid it altogether like I did. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't talk about TV this year at all, so. Yeah. 2001, as we found doing this Bravo, or, and, or reconfirmed, really formative, a lot of huge stuff, you know, with all these different things. I'm very interested now, kind of like, like we said at the top of the show, for Bravo 2002, because I, I kind of want to make a list of the things that I think about when I think about 2002. You know, like the Angels winning the World Series. That's like the only thing I remember. Um, and <laughs> so I'm very interested to see what comes out of Bravo 2002. I'm presenter Brandon looking forward to that. Thank you, presenter Brandon. Uh, presenter Danny here. Presenter number two, Dan and Bravo. Thanks for listening. Probably bring back the TV segment next year, but we'll see what I take out. Don't know yet. Haven't decided yet. Haven't looked yet. Goodbye. And I'm Dave Cologne, 2K1. It's been a great time, and it's been a great year. Uh, never forget. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Think the, the end on. All right. Bye. Bye.